BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. The development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this. Because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. 
I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday night, which means, of course, it's one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And what are those things we're not allowed to talk about? You may wonder. Well, too much, so let me sum up. Those things would be aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. And of course, as we do this, we do this to include you. I always say, and this is the absolute truth of the matter, that the secret weapon of troubled minds is you. Because this is a conversation. It goes two ways. This is not just about me blabbering in the corner, uh, too much uh, too much ramble. No, it's, it's, it, that's only partially about that. And that's only because I don't like to script this stuff. Because once you script things, you read things, and then, you know, it, you, it's, it sounds wooden. It just sounds wooden, right? You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with wood. There's some beautiful grains of wood. I really love maple. You put a nice finish on it. I mean, it's gorgeous, but I mean, still, it's still wooden. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, let's call it less organic. And so that's why that's why all, all along these shows have never really been scripted. I did try it at some point. I kind of spent all this time writing all this stuff out and, you know, spitting out all the exact single words I wanted to say in the exact sequence I wanted to say them. And then listening back, it kind of put me to sleep. I was like, really? <laughs> All that work and it's, well, put me to sleep. And if it's put me to sleep, it's probably putting you to sleep. So, well, we just threw out the script and said, all right, uh, keep calm, Mike, and ramble on. And sure enough, I, I did and I have, and here we are. So point being is that uh, it's, it's partially about just beginning a conversation. That's my job here is to begin a conversation about things you may or may not heard of in the past, present, or... Uh, shall we say the future and uh those things uh well are uh, all those things are described and more and because it's just too much to really break down all the things we talk about and consider on this show it's uh it's what's, what it's about so that's my long-winded way of basically saying i start the conversation you call and uh take it wherever you want to take it this is a it's a as as you know this is a non-linear sort of situation it's uh open-ended we can take it wherever we want to take this uh we can uh, keep our feet firmly planted on the ground or we can uh, uh close our eyes and imagine being in the cosmos it all it all plays and it's all part of well let's call it the net of creation and uh we'll get to that tonight that's what's on my mind and of course so uh, again long-winded way of saying why don't you give us a call 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 we'll put you on the show and uh click the discord link at troubledminds.org and uh it's a uh, it's a Discord, basically. Discord uh, Troubleminds.org is the official website. The phone number's there. And the Discord is a chat client. It's a voice client. It's completely free. It's an amazing program that's actually bringing people together. And uh, I, I love it for that. I love it for the fact that uh, there's so many uh, so many versions of the technocrats out there that are, um, you know, uh, the technocratic elite and uh, the brainwash and all the rest of this stuff that uh, they're kind of just throwing down on us. That, it, you know, it, it, we were lacking sort of a pure communication vessel that isn't full of propaganda and censorship and all the rest of that and as far as i'm aware and as far as far as i've seen uh for the most part you can't have anything pure anymore but for the most part uh discord is one of those situations where it's definitely 
been a very good thing. So if you haven't joined the Discord, I encourage you, please do that. Come say hi, troublebinds.org. Click the Discord link. Uh, speaking of Discord, we also have a, a Discord uh, going on at uh, fringe.fm. Go to fringe.fm slash chat. That will give you a direct invite to that Discord as well. I'm watching all of them. I'm watching literally all the chats in all the places. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I do not have eight arms like a spider or what? Uh, is it eight, six? I don't know. I can't count, and it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, I only have two. And so uh, I try and do all the things. But it's uh, it's difficult because there's only one of me <laughs> running an entire radio show with two hands and uh, two eyes and two ears and one mouth. Uh, so anyway, so you get why this is imperfect as it is. But in any case, seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link. What else do we got? Uh, we're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, D Live, and Twitter, and uh, of course, broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And so the whole idea here is I'm watching the chat in all the places and uh, just kind of getting some ideas from you guys as we begin. And what's on my mind is well, where do we start? Oh, where do we start? What's up, guys? I see in the chat. Uh, still trying to do a couple last-minute things here because sometimes uh, you're behind. <laughs> sometimes these concepts are so large they even floor me for a moment and I end up behind. In any case, let's do it. Let's go here. Let's begin in this spot with SciTech Daily, uh, one of my favorites. And I got, okay, now I'll tell, you, I'll tell you where I'm headed with this after we check this article out. SciTech Daily reports, mysteriously high fraction of dead galaxies found in ancient galactic city unlike all other known proto clusters hmm, that's weird right that's that's a, that's a that's a crazy way to start so let's let's read a little bit of this an international team of astronomers led by researchers at the university of california riverside has discovered an unusual massive cluster of young galaxies forming in the early universe the new, newly discovered growing galactic metropolis named M-A-G-A-Z-3-N-E, it's got a big number, I'm not going to read this whole thing, is a newborn galaxy cluster or proto-cluster consisting of at least 38 member galaxies and is about 11.8 billion light years away from Earth. All right, that's a long ways away. Galaxy clusters grow over time under gravity and in the present day universe can contain hundreds or even thousands of galaxies, as well as hot gas and dark matter. As time goes by, their galaxies burn through the fuel available and evolve from vigorously star-forming galaxies into red and dead galaxies. Quote, In the early universe, all protoclusters discovered until now are full of vigorously star-forming galaxies, said Ian McConaughey, Ian McConaughey, a graduate student in the UC Riverside Department of Physics and Astronomy and the lead author of the research paper published in the Astrophysical Journal. He continues, but incredibly... Unlike all the other protoclusters that have been found in this epoch, many galaxies in this particular group appear to have already stopped forming stars, which is peculiar. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. And so, as always, right, I, I start thinking in terms of, well, what about the larger something here? Is there, is there a larger something here? And you know us. We talk about portals. We talk about Lovecrafting old ones. We talk about, well, just the nature of reality itself. And it got me thinking in terms of those, those, those cosmic cycles, those galactic uh, weaving of, uh, well, uh, this in particular. I, and, and I thought, okay, so what does this mean, right? You, you, you peer back to the edge, the very edge of the known universe as far as we can see it, because clearly the further you look back in, uh, in, 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 um, 
in, uh, you know, for, the further away the, the object is, the further back in time you're, you're, you're actually uh, viewing because, of course, it takes the 13.8 billion light years or whatever it is for the light to get here. So the further away the object, the further back in time you're actually checking, okay, uh, based on the technology we have now. Until, of course, we can just fire up a Stargate and go there directly and just find out what's actually happening there right now, which, well, <laughs> is that going on? I don't know. That's for another show. But, okay, so so point is that, I started looking at this, and if you look at the, just look at the photograph here, and it seems like there's a lot of dead galaxies here that are sort of suspended in this bizarre space, and it got me thinking that this kind of looks like, if you stretch your imagination just a little bit, like a bunch of dead flies hanging in a spider's web. And I thought, hmm. Mike, that's really out there, bro. What's wrong with you? That was my first thought. And then my second thought was, wait a minute. Maybe it's not so far out there at all. And so, well, it got me thinking in terms of all the rest of this, and that, that's what leads us here tonight, and that's what we're doing. So, so as we begin this, I, I have an, an idea, an idea. What about arachnophobia? What about how the idea that our DNA programming is built in for us to know Things that we could never possibly know, except, well, because it's brought to us by our ancestors. It's brought to us by our genes and our DNA and the things that are sent to us uh, at birth, at, at, at the, the moment of creation, okay? And so then in terms of that, I, I was like, all right, so that, that seems fine. That seems, that seems fine. Uh, but then dead galaxies hanging in a galactic spider's web. Of course, got me wondering, well, what does that mean? If that's really the case here, and some have described uh, dark matter itself as sort of a galactic spider's cosmic web holding all of these things together in place and, well, stretching them out accordingly based on the expansion of the known universe, right? So there's a lot here. And as, as I begin this thought, it gets me into, of course, philosophy, of course, the nature of reality, of course, well, Indra's web, if you've never heard of it, and we'll get to that tonight. So, so okay, so as we begin, there's more of this. Let's, uh, let's skip to the next one here, and there's, there's a lot going on with uh, these sort of um, spider connections, uh, cosmic spider connections, all right? So there's the first one. That's what got me thinking, I, and, and I started digging into things a little bit, of course, as I do, poking around a little bit and trying to see what I could come up with, and wouldn't you know it, uh, reported by NORLAB, N-O-I-R lab, and this is January 12th of twenty. 22. So this is brand new as well. Uh, cosmic spider found to be source of powerful gamma rays. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So now, okay. So now all, all I did was find these first two things, and I was like, all right, Mike, maybe you're not insane. Maybe you're not insane. That's okay. All right, so check this out. Investiga investigated by the SOAR telescope, operated by Nor Norilab, N-O-I-R-L-A-B. The binary system is the first to be found at the penultimate stage of its evolution. And yeah, they're calling it the cosmic spider. The cosmic spider. Read just a little bit of this, and then... Uh, Ask you some questions, because I got some questions for you. A bright, mysterious source of gamma rays has been found to be a rapidly spinning neutron star, dubbed a millisecond pulsar, that is orbiting the star in the process of evolving into an extremely low-mass white dwarf. These types of binary systems are referred to, to by astronomers as spiders, because the pulsars tend to eat the outer parts of the companion star 
as it turns into a white dwarf. All right, so you're telling me, all right, so you're telling me. The first thing I noticed was it seemed like in this first article by SciTech Daily that these these actual things floating in space, these dead galaxies, seem to be almost like dead flies in a spider's web. Oddly enough, seem to be kind of haphazardly pla- uh, placed, uh, just scattered randomly about. And if they're dead by cosmological terms, then, well... It's not that far of a stretch. Then, of course, uh, wouldn't you know it, if you search Cosmic Spider, yep, in January, uh, they have this article, January of this year, and uh, they're talking about the idea that this, uh, uh, the neutron star itself, uh, let's see, one more time, uh, the orbiting star, uh, blah, 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 I've read it anyway. Okay, anyway, you get the idea. You get the idea. So point being is this. As, as I begin uh, this conversation, this idea tonight, it's, uh, it's not just the fact that uh, we have this sort of um, built-in aversion to spiders, all right? Not just spiders in the terms of arachnophobia, but spiders in, in the sort of primordial fear and doom response, that fight or flight that lives within us, that's always lived within us, okay? And uh, from there, from the next step, it turns into... What do you think it turns into? It turns into, of course, something known as Indra's Web. Because if you go all the way back to 1000 BC, well, we'll get into that later tonight. But so the idea is that there's this cosmic web, okay? And again, uh, like I said, uh, uh, actual astronomers have described dark matter as being actually this cosmic web itself. But then, of course, as you know me, I start to get deeper and darker and weirder and more strange as the night goes and the night is young. And I started thinking, okay, so if we have this cosmic spider web what actually spun the web to begin with hmm is there some sort of primordial (laughs) eight-legged critter out there staring at us that uh well maybe is the creator of all that we know so anyway uh, just a few thoughts here Uh, number one have you heard of this idea of a cosmic spider Number one. Number two, what about the idea of Indra's web or Indra's net, depending on the translation? How about that? I'll I'll get to that in just a sec. And how about in terms of, well, in, in a cosmological sense, do you think it's possible that somewhere out there, there's a giant galactic spider lurking in the darkness Waiting for the moment to, and I'll leave it at that, to do what? Spin some more Cosmic Web? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, a lot more here. Let's see. Uh, We got more of this. is from astronomy.com. And uh, like I said, go ahead and uh, search Cosmic Spider, and you'll you'll find all kinds of this stuff. Check this out. A cosmic spider web is unraveled. Astronomy.com. A long-sought baryonic matter connects two galaxies provided by the Max Planck Institute, Garching, Germany. And, of course, the composition of the universe still puzzles astronomers. Over 90% consists of unknown matter. Just 4% of the normal material of which humans are made, the so-called baryonic matter. Even this small part is yet to be completely understood. A team of astrophysicists for the Max Planck Institute for Extraterrestrial Physics and the European Southern Observatory and two institutes in the Netherlands have found evidence of the missing baryons in a bridge-like filament connecting two clusters 
of galaxies. All right. The universe is constructed like an oversized spider web. All visible material is arranged along the filamentary structure of the dark matter. On its threads and knots, this web holds gigantic chunks of baryonic matter, which are made of quarks and leptons. All right. So now we're talking... Uh, it doesn't seem to be a, a singular thing. It seems to be, as you search a little bit deeper and get into it, uh, there's something here. The idea of this um, this universal web that holds all things together. And, of course, it got me thinking in terms of Star Wars, right? You guys you guys all know Star Wars. What was the quote, right? Help me with the quote. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, he's sitting there with Luke Skywalker. And uh, they're, they're speaking in terms of, uh, you know, what, 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 Obi-Wan, what's the force, you know, as Luke's, you know, little great. Little uh, little youngster doesn't hasn't seen the world yet and doesn't really know what a what a dangerous place it may be, and he doesn't even know what the force is. And and, and what does Obi Wan tell him? Come on, help me with the quote. I tried to dig it up just before. That's actually why I was a little bit late starting here. I didn't start late, but why everything isn't just so as I like it to be. I was trying to get the quote so I could play the clip, and uh, I ran out of time. But uh, it, go, it goes a little something like this: Well, the force is what gives a Jedi its power. It's a, an energy field that binds the galaxy together, all right? Something like that. I probably butchered it, but, right, you get the idea. And so, wait a minute. So, we have this idea of this galactic web, this net, as it were, Indra's web, Indra's net, and then we have this other idea of the force, all right? And in, in the force, of course, it binds the galaxy together. It, bind, it connects all living things, as Yoda said, and all the rest of this. And so, you wonder, you got to wonder then. So what is this? Does the force come from this galactic shelob? Then let's go all Lord of the Rings for a moment, shall we? Let's go. Let's go super nerd and show you guys what an actual gigantic super nerd I really am. But uh, okay, so so that's the question tonight. Just a couple questions. Have you heard of this? Uh, the idea that there's a cosmic spider out there. How about the idea that the universe itself is sort of stuck together by this cosmic web? Some call it uh, dark matter. Other elements are going to be uh, the the baryonic uh, uh, the, uh, baryon. Uh, yeah, baryonic uh, matter is the other. That's the term there. It didn't sound right when I when I thought matter first, but apparently that's okay. Dark matter, baryonic matter, right? So is is there some sort of actual universal spider web, sort of behind the scenes, the skeletal structure of the universe itself? Gets me thinking in terms of Star Wars. The the force is uh, what binds the galaxy together, right? It's it's a it's a, an energy field between between all living things. All right. So then, okay, there. But then, let's go super nerd. Let's go super nerd. And then I started thinking in terms of okay, what about a primordial spider? All right. What about the very first spider? And the only one I know of offhand without digging too deep and really uh, spending 10 hours rabbit holing this is a spider in Tolkien. That's right. Middle earth, middle earth mythology. I'm about to go super, super nerd on you. And there's a spider, not Shelob. Everybody remembers Shelob from Return of the King and uh, the past. It's Kirith Ungol and uh, Sam uh, and uh, Frodo uh, being led there by Gollum to be devoured by Shelob, the great spider. Right now, Shelob uh, was actually not uh, at that time in Middle Earth, uh, the the advanced stage of Middle Earth itself, Arda itself. Uh, going super nerd on you here. There was actually Shelob had a mother, the first spider. A primordial spider that goes by the name 
uh, there's a few ways to say this. Uh, we could get super nerdy into uh, Tolkien etymology. I'm not going to do that because I'll bore you guys to tears. But uh, basically, <laughs> in the Cimmerillion, if you guys have read this one, uh, there's there's a spider that goes by the name Ungoliant or un, Ungulant, I think is how it's supposed to be pronounced in the Tolkien etymology. But it is basically the mother of all spiders, the primordial spider, the spider that spins darkness itself. Okay, let's see what I'm talking about here. Here we go. Uh, let's see. Where is this? Where is this? She is known as the Horror Night Spider. And yes, the name is pronounced uh, Ungolgent. Ungolgent. But it's spelled U-N-G-O-L-I-N-T. Uh, Ungoliant, I've heard. Ungoliant, I've heard as well. Um, it just depends on, right, uh, how, how deep, how, how nerdy you want to get into this. But, okay, so we've got this primordial spider. The idea of a cosmic web, and of course, Ungoliant, Ungoliant, Ungolgant in Tolkien mythology. So, in case you ever wondered if I was a super nerd, well, welcome to Troubled Minds, and yes, indeed I am. So, what are your thoughts on this? As we get going tonight, what I have on my mind clearly seems to be very far out there, but we haven't even touched on Indra's web yet. We're talking already Star Wars and the Force. We're talking the the primordial first spider from Tolkien mythology. And then, of course, we're going to get to Indra's web tonight. So the question is this. Have you ever heard of the idea that the universe itself is one huge spider web held together or holding all of everything together, the stars, the galaxies, everything. And so that idea of the universe itself is not just stars in a sense of, well, like a soup of stars and galaxies, but instead they're strung across, well, the void with a giant spider web. Love to hear your thoughts. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And of course, we'll get to arachnophobia as well. And maybe your arachnophobia. Do we have an un- irrational fear of spiders as well? Let's lump that into the conversation. Because why the heck not? Uh, I don't know. Uh, as you know me, I don't have the answers. I wish I did. Just asking some questions. Thinking about amazing grand thoughts larger than myself. And hoping you'll join me on the journey. One more time. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. More cosmic arachnophobia and weaving the net of infinity when we return. Be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. And we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight as we're discussing the idea of a galactic spider. A primordial (laughs) something or other that has spun the web of creation. You tell me, have you ever heard of this? Do you think this idea is even too far out there for troubled minds? What are your thoughts? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. All right. So where we left off was, okay, we had, we got this idea of this galactic web. We've got these uh, old universes, sorry, not universes, old galaxies that seem to be kind of hung up and called dead galaxies, no longer producing stars even early after the Big Bang, right? And of course, I say that because nobody really knows what happened way back in the beginning. But uh, they appeared to me as if they were flies stuck in a spider's web. And I thought, nah, could this really be? And so uh, we were talking uh, not too long ago on uh, James's show, James Salcedo. What's up, Salcedo Paranormal? Shout out on his 100th episode. Uh, the idea of the spider came up. And so, of course, it got me thinking in terms of this. Uh, and uh, we were talking about driders from uh, Dungeons and Dragons and uh, all kinds of different things. The, the spider spider uh, archetype in the the actual like body of a spider and the head of a human or the torso of a human on top and all kinds of bizarre ass ideas right and that's really what this is about tonight just uh, kind of thinking about some crazy stuff there you go Kelly got me the Obi-Wan link appreciate that <laughs> thank you sir uh, yeah uh, I'll play that a little bit later okay so the thing is right uh, okay so I'm not I'm not too far off the rails just yet all right as we begin as we begin this it starts here and so this idea of of, again, so so back to the the original idea of arachnophobia, and do we actually have an irrational fear of spiders themselves? So let's do this. Let's run down this uh, real quick because it's a it's a quick one, and then we'll get to the larger concepts of Indra's web and uh, Indra's net. Depends on your translation, and of course, uh, let's see. So here we go. Where is the? Here we go. All right, let's go to this. This is uh, Market Business News, which is hilarious. I have no idea why they have this on the on their website, but hey, they can publish whatever. They want by Veronica Cruz. Check this out. Arachnophobia is in our genes, a product of human evolution. And yes, a new study suggests that arachnophobia, a fear of spiders, is in our genes, meaning it has become part of our DNA as a product of human evolution. The eight legged arthropods presented such a major danger to humans that during our evolution, 
we evolved an inherent fear of them. Several experts disagree and exist the fear of spiders as the result of social conditioning. Huh, well, how about that? Social conditioning or built into our DNA. <laughs> a little weird. So I don't know. You tell me. Several experts disagree. Of course, Joshua New, assistant professor in the psychology department at Barnard College, part of Columbia University in New York, explains that in early human evolution in Africa, individuals able to identify spiders had better survival chances compared to their less wary peers. And so I'm asking you, if this is the case, and if I look up at the sky and I see a giant spider, does that mean I'm evolved? <laughs> or does that mean I'm not at all? You tell me. In an interview with the Sunday Times, um, Professor New said, A number of spider species with potent vertebrate-specific venoms populated Africa long before hominoids and co- have coexisted there for tens of millions of years. Humans at, uh, were at a per- perennial, unpredictable, and significant risk of encountering highly venomous spiders in their ancestr- ancestral environments. And so, of course... There it is. Built into our DNA, or is this a sort of social conditioning? Do you get the eebie-jeebies when you watch a spider, when you see a spider? Does it make you sort of jump out of your skin? Uh, more, more afraid of a spider than you may be of a ghost? Yeah, who knows? 702-957-1037. We're going to get to Indra's web tonight. And the idea that uh, the, the cosmological constant of the universe itself is not really a big bang, is not really, well, dark matter holding everything together, but in that the dark matter may be a giant web. 702-957-1037. I was just about to go to MJ, and he hung up. All right. You like how I did that? Time it perfectly. Say the number. Click the thing. Let's go to MJ in Virginia. And he hung up. <laughs> Looking to hear your thoughts. Uh, so, okay. All right. Let's get back to this. Let's get back to this. Uh, back to this real quick. Uh, so, all right. Uh, Humans were at perennial, unpredictable, and significant risk of encountering highly venomous spiders in their ancestral environments. Even when not fatal, a black widow spider bite in the ancestral world could leave one incapacitated for days or even weeks terribly exposed to dangers. Uh, and of course, let's say in a study, uh, let's see, a professor new and associate professor Tasman German, or German, who works in the psychological and brain sciences faculty in the University of California at Santa, Santa Barbara, tested how rapidly volunteers could spot a spider when presented with several other images at the same time. They published their findings in the academic journal Evolution and Human Behavior. And of course, the uh, it's at the bottom of this article. And as always, my articles are down below in the description box on YouTube. The only reason they're not everywhere else is because uh, they have uh, limits on the things you can paste in. So um, there you go. There's that. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, MJ, I'm talking to you. 702-957-1037. Jump back in here. We'll put you on the phone. Uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, i got to send a message to... There's so many things going on. Let's see. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, that's what's going on. Uh, so are we not on fringe? Can anybody verify that for me? Can we get a double, triple check? It looks like uh, we got... Uh, it's like we got our Sir Sir uh, Sir Isaac Newton over on uh, Fringe asking me what the topic is. It's uh, cosmic arachnophobia, of course. Uh, anyway, here we go. The vast majority of the 252 participants recognize the spiders much faster than other images known to induce fear, such as needles and flies. The Independent quotes Professor John May from Plymouth University in England, who suggested that certain spider features angular and furry legs dark colors and unpredictable movements are what make the arachnids so unpleasant to fearsome and fearsome to humans 
Ah, arachnophobia, arachnophobia. I see you, James. I appreciate that very much. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We're going to get to Indra's web tonight and the idea that there's this odd cosmological web that seems to be out there doing whatever it seems to be doing. And do you think, so of course it got me thinking in terms of the larger picture, meaning is there some sort of primordial spider, very much like Lord of the Rings out there watching us from the darkness, very much like an old one or something. You tell me. One more time, 702-957-1037. Let's go to James. James in Michigan. What's up, my friend? Welcome to Troubled Minds. How are you tonight? I'm okay. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Everything's working on the audio end. Thank goodness. For one time, cross your fingers. Everything's working tonight. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> yes, to Troubled so Minds. Far. So far. Always so helps far. you say so far. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's true. That's true. Uh, otherwise, I'm jinxing myself. All right. So, so what about spiders, James? What about this idea? Uh, wh- what do you know? What, give me your take here, and then uh, and then I'll pick your brain. Well, that sounds like it would hurt, but um, I'll be gentle. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know what's funny that you mentioned brain because there's another thing I've heard recently: the idea that the universe almost looks like a brain. Yeah, so, it does. Okay, okay. And then basically, the idea is that it, you know it looks like a brain. It, if you were to look more at all of the the nerves and and the all the connections between the nerves and all that um i, I think that's an interesting parallel it makes you wonder um if at some level everything didn't start out with as some kind of or, or with some kind of a spider energy being kind of thing yeah, and again, it seems like in this case, it's not even it's like a super you know troubled minds out there stretch. It seems that uh, in in many ways the uh, astrophysicists have described this dark energy, dark matter sort of network or system as exactly that some sort of spider web that's actually not just holding the galaxy in place or not the galaxy, just the galaxy, the universe in place, all the galaxies and whatever. And like uh, imagine like a stretchy spider web, right, that you couldn't break if you had a bunch of like dead flies in it or whatever and you stretched it out, right? Those those flies would become further and further apart from each other as you stretched it. And that's what's happening, right? Except in, in this case, those dead flies are galaxies. And so, well, uh, what's happening? What's what's the actual structure behind what's happening in the universe? But yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on here with the, the, maybe the brain idea and uh, maybe maybe arachnophobia stemming from... <laughs> So do we do we catch this from from uh, spiders in our past, James, or do we catch this from staring up at the sky and realizing there might be something out there in the darkness of the universe? Maybe both. Um, it's it's hard to say. I always wonder because we know that there are different sizes of spiders and different kinds, just in nature in general. So maybe at some point, you know, way far back, there was something similar to that that. Um, that we were afraid of, either for, or even if we were not the same size that we are now. I mean, who knows? Um, so yeah, it could be that there was something in the past, and there could be something in the way that the, in, in how the space looks, like you were describing there. Um, maybe if, even if there wasn't a literal connection, it could be because we know that people, even going further back, they, they looked for signs and looked for, patterns and symbols and things so 
um, maybe they, and that's how a lot of um, cultures and, and mythologies and, and and I guess like religions were formed in some cases. So maybe there was a connection that way where um, they looked, people looked back up in the sky and and saw something sp- spider-like, and that's also where some of this came from. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Uh, so, so also, what about? So, I, I brought up the idea of the force, you know, sort of a uh, a a network that you know kind of holds the galaxy, binds the galaxy together, in the words of Obi Wan Kenobi. But uh, so, and then also uh, the the primordial spider of the Lord of the Rings universe, uh, Ungoliant, Ungoliant, however you want to say it. Uh, do you know of any other like maybe primordial spider sorts of things, maybe from the Marvel universe or any maybe mythological uh, concepts? Any of the rest of that? Just a, just some ideas, uh, uh, including Indra's web. If you know about that, love to hear about it. If not, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, no, I only know a little bit of it from talking with um, or hearing uh, you and others in the the Trouble Mind server and Discord um, talk about it here and there. So, but um, but yeah, no, it's it's really interesting that that's. It seems like at the very least, it's an archetype of something, you know. Um, just just as the whole the um, the old ones, you know, and, and all that, the, the Lovecraft stuff seemed to be also archetypes. And I, and I, and I, I, remember, I pointed this, this out before in another show. Isn't it interesting how octopus, an octopus and a spider, they both have eight legs? Yeah, yeah. See, I got confused there because I was like, wait a minute. Does an octopus actually have eight or is it six or is a spider eight or six? I, I couldn't remember. They both have eight, don't they? I believe so. I think there's different. There might be squid that have maybe different numbers of of them. I don't know, but I I know that it was eight for at least for at least one kind of octopus out there. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. So uh, so let's say in the primordial depths of life in the universe, maybe they're cousins. <laughs> maybe the octopus and the spider are actual cousins. Oh God! Don't get me started. Uh, well, and if you think about it, there one is is associated with land one is associated with water there's two of your elements right there so ah. um, that's an interesting connection okay so what about so then we've got uh, uh, uh what, what is it water and when the other one's what um land just land. spiders being okay. on land so earth all right then what about we have earth, like yeah. in, in the sky we've got uh spiders in the sky that's kind of what i'm talking about here and then well and we're just missing one, aren't we? Uh, fire spiders, which uh, oh, oh man. <laughs> okay, okay. So, so is is there anything you can think of, like in the Marvel universe, something like this, like an actual uh, sp- maybe ancient spiders, something something like that? No, not not offhand. But I, Spider-Man is not, or that whole universe is not. I'm not as familiar with that as I am with um, other other characters. So, um, but but great topic. I'm really. I, this is really interesting. Okay, so, sweet. Thank Appreciate you for doing it. This. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I love it. We're going to get to Indra's web in a little bit and kind of fix that up as well. But uh, but what else you got for us, my friend? While we got you on the phone? Um, no, that was it. I just thought the brain, that the whole brain analogy or connection is interesting as well. It's just makes you wonder what what that has to do with anything and the whole um, the way that things seem to mirror each other going from. You know, the micro-macro thing, the large to small, um, is just really, always really interesting to me. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up as well, sort of the, the fractal nature of the universe is that uh, that's the big, the small, and then we're kind of in between wondering what the hell's really going on. Yeah, good stuff, my man. Good stuff. Uh, James here has a podcast called Salcedo Paranormal. Please check it out. A uh, good friend of mine and uh, doing good work over there. He goes Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern, and uh, he's always talking paranormal and other, other great stuff. You're the best, James. Appreciate you, my man. Talk to you soon. Have a, have a great night, okay? Thank you. You too. Thanks a lot. There you go. Simple as that. If you want to jump on the show and talk about primordial spiders from the ancient universe, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we'll put you on the show. Uh, click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. And uh, yeah, let's see. Just check in, uh, see if we're on fringe. Uh, everything looks good on my end. Uh, internet's stable. I'm uh, logged in like I should be appropriately. Everything looks fine. Everything here looks good for once, if you can believe that. Uh, except we have yet to test the phone line, but uh, we'll do that shortly, I'm sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, great call, James, as always. Uh, so I think, all right, so let's get to this. we got a few minutes here before we get to the top of the hour, and, and I think probably to, to, to wind the hour out, let's get into this idea of Indra's net or Indra's web, all right? Put down the maybe juice here so I can get serious. Let's get serious now. All right. Now, this is from this is from uh, the, the actual site. I want to uh, cite this appropriately from a pragyata.com. Uh, the Vedic metaphor of Indra's net. All right. Here we go. Let's do this. Time to get serious. Indra's net is a metaphor for the profound cosmology and outlook that permeates Hinduism. Indra's net symbolizes the universe as a web of connections and interdependencies among all its members, wherein every member is both a manifestation of the whole and inseparable from the whole. Uh, W-H-O-L-E, for you those out there listening, not H-O-L-E, like Mel's whole difference. Uh, this concept is the foundation for Vedic cosmology, and it later went on to become the uh, central principle of Buddhism, and from there spread into mainstream Western discourse across several disciplines. The metaphor of Indra's net originates from the Atharva uh, uh, Veda, uh, one of the four Vedas, which likens the world to a net woven by the great deity Chakra, or Indra. The net is said to be infinite and to spread in all directions with no beginning or end. At each node of the net is a jewel, so arranged that every jewel reflects all the other jewels. No jewel exists by itself, interdependently of the rest. Everything is related to everything else. Nothing is isolated. Uh, indeed, the fundamental unity of uh, idea of unity in diversity underpins all Dharmic traditions. Even though there are many perspectives from which Indra's net may be viewed and appreciated, it is ultimately recognized as one indivisible and infinite unity. From the Hindu viewpoint, the one that manifests as many is named Brahman, B-R-A-H-M-A-N. Even seemingly disparate elements are in fact nothing other than reflections of Brahman and hence of one another. This notion of an organic unity is a signature of Hinduism and distinguishes it from all major Western religions, philosophies, and cultures. And there you go. This is how we start. This is how, well, sort of as we wind down the first hour here, about uh, talking about Indra's net. And again, depending on the translation, sometimes that's Indra's net, sometimes that's Indra's web. And that's how it's been described in many terms. And so, of course, right, if we're talking about the idea of this net that holds everything together, like I said, I can't help... But the idea of the Force from Star Wars, okay? Which, again, thank you to Kelly. I'll get that set up during the break, and we can play that clip when we come back. Uh, but the other idea is that 
which of course in, in, in full trouble minds fashion is if this net was created by something and it is indicative of a spider's web then how big is that spider <laughs> and where is it and where is it 702-957-1037 love to hear your thoughts on this tonight uh so i don't know and so so also on my mind is that idea of that arachnophobia right what about the arachnids and the rest of this idea that uh it's built into us it's built into our dna from from our ancient past but what about if it it goes further back than that and what if uh when you look at the sky uh somehow inherently we know and understand that the stars we're viewing are part of that interest web and those jewels those diamonds those whatever they are that are in between the nexus points of the net itself or the web itself those are actually maybe glittering stars or if you want to go micro macro all of those are actually glittering galaxies so you tell me I have no idea <laughs> what's going on, guys. I see the chat out there. I see everybody. Uh, and yeah, let's see. Verified that maybe we're on on fringe. Is something going on here? Let's see. Can anybody double check that? Let's see. Um, nope. Uh, it's, it's someone listening to meditation videos and being frustrated with the work they are doing. Are you serious? Are you being for real? Uh, okay. Someone listening. Okay. All right. Okay. In any case, uh, technical issues aside, oh boy, Indra's net, Indra's web. What is this all about? Again, uh, let's. We're talking in terms of the force. We're talking in terms of uh, the the idea that there's something out there that holds the galaxy together, binds all living things. And then, of course, on top of that, what about this other idea that uh, possibly in Tolkien mythology there is a primordial spider that was around actually even in the beginning they don't know where the spider came from in Tolkien mythology and showing my super nerd tonight and uh, listening to someone's living room are, are we being for real like somebody so somebody's logged into the fringe and hasn't logged out probably is what's going on here Ah, holy smackaroni. All right, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org, and we'll give you, uh, we'll put you on the show. Easy, easy as that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve says, Mike, I was just on the fringe on the paranormal app, and that is what I hear. Birds chirping. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm logged in appropriate. Here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can fix this let's see if i uh, log out of the thing and then re-log in because if it's not on there what's the difference let's go back in let's see all right let's let's see if that one is shelob shelob ah what about shelob's mother mr mission control i see you there we're going to talk about shelob's mother again as we go tonight as well 702-957-1037 what's on my mind tonight is this cosmic arachnophobia weaving the net of infinity and what does that mean it means indra's web it means the idea that the the universe itself is held together by some sort of cosmic web with jewels at the center of these nexus points that may or may not be galaxies so you tell me and of course uh, in like i said in true trouble trouble minds fashion it makes me wonder how big that spider is that is one big ass spider isn't it that is definitely one big ass spider uh we'll get back and we'll play this uh this clip from kelly in a sec about the force and all the the rest of this oh melkor melkor no no Mel melkor's pet un ungoliant ungoliant 
Ungagent, I think is how you're supposed to say it. Yes, I know the names. I'm a big nerd. I do know the names and the story of the two trees and these Cimmerils themselves, the light from the two trees. We can get into that as well. Just depends on where you guys want to take this. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's smash the button and go to a break and see if I can fix this fringe madness going on. All right, let's do it. How about right this button? Yeah, that button. Sometimes I mess up my buttons. Sometimes you don't. So as we get down to this, the top of the hour, uh, we got one more hour on the fringe. If we're on there, if we're not, so be it. And uh, then one more hour with you. Just uh, just us on the streams, YouTube, Rockfin, DLive, and Twitter. And we're hanging out, thinking about the cosmic web, whatever that means. And of course, how big would that spider have to be? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More cosmic arachnophobia, the force, Indra's web, and you when we return. Be right back. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details Children in Ukraine have been wounded and are traumatized by the violence. UNICEF is on the ground providing health, hygiene and critical emergency supplies. Please go to unicef.org to donate now. Thank you. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. We are talking about alien, the alien abduction phenomenon. Alien, 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 alien. The aliens are, are looking through your eyes and they're accessing your optic nerve. I'm doing that. Through that optic nerve, they're transferring to your brain. People are showing up. And they also feel them planting or receiving memories or ideas or images.
outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. And asking questions of you in earnest. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds. What's going on, guys? It's Tuesday night, which is just another strange night on Troubled Minds as we discuss all the things we're not allowed to talk about. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. What are those things, you may ask? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We are live. If you want to be part of the show tonight, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Or we can put you on the show with Discord. Go to troubledminds.org and click the Discord link. It's as simple as that. We're streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. In theory... Help us help us give some healing energy to maybe bring the fringe back online for just a moment. And uh, that's what's what's on my mind tonight is this cosmic arachnophobia weaving the net of infinity. We're talking about not just the idea that Star Wars sort of has the idea of the force. All right. There's something in this energy field that binds the galaxy and not just the galaxy, the, the universe together, uh, connected to all living things. And in the, in the words of Obi-Wan Kenobi, thanks again to Kelly for getting up, give me that quote. We'll play that in a sec. And then, well, what about the idea of Indra's web, how we have this gigantic web spread across everything, all of reality, all dimensions, everything, you name it. Indra's web is is a net, okay? Uh, though it is uh, every nexus point of this web or the net has a jewel inside of it, which you can describe as micro-macro, meaning uh, each jewel could be a universe. Each jewel could be a star in the sky. Each jewel in Indra's web could be a galaxy itself. It's impossible to say because, again, in the micro-macro levels of the world we live in, we're just one piece of the big and the small, so how the heck do we really know? But anyway, that's my thought tonight as we begin. We're also talking about the Lord of the Rings mythology, the primordial spider that goes by the name Ungoliant Ungoliant, something like that. I'm not sure, ex- sure exactly how most people say it anymore, uh, but the, like I said, Tolkien etymology is a little deep for this conversation, so we won't get into that stuff. And, uh, well, and let's see, we got that, we got that. Well, let's just get to it. Let's just get to our good friend, Derek in Massachusetts. Welcome to Troubled Minds. Derek, what's on your mind tonight, my friend? Not on, Mike. Great show tonight. Thank you really very cool much. Stuff. Thank you, thank you. I, I figured uh, this, this would get your attention. You'd mentioned before your arachnophobia. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm terrified of spiders. I, I, I always bring up if, if spiders were as big as us, they would take us, they would snatch us up, they would web us up, and then eat us while we're still alive. Like they, I I have no qualms about uh, killing spiders. Um, if any spiders love it, out there, I'm, I'm very sorry about saying that, but. <laughs> spiders don't get along it's war it's war i tell it's you it's war it's war with the spiders <laughs> and it might be war like i'm gonna get there if you want to go super nerd i can go uh super nerd there with you if you want to i love it I love yeah it. let's do it let's do it i like i said I, I i know way more about super nerd stuff than i let on it's just when you kind of go down <laughs> yeah. some of those rabbit yeah. holes people people are like what is this dude talking about but yeah no that's I, the best that's the best all right all right, um, go right ahead. those people aren't gonna like this so here we go okay um let it rip well, i, I kind of want to oh, as, as far as like injures web um I picture that as more as kind of like just like the fractal nature of reality, as you said, and how like 
the jewels represent how anything we do reflects off into those jewels. And because of the web, because how all these jewels are then tied together, it reflects off into the faces of every jewel. So you're reflected, all of your actions are reflected on the faces of every face of every jewel in the entire cosmic web, that what you do ripples throughout the entire universe. So so you matter. Everything you do matters. And everything everybody does matter. Like, but if you want to take it like cosmologically, then exactly like you were saying, like the micro and macro um, they could be galaxies or universes and stuff. And on Earth, they could be... I use it to describe the um, the world grid, like the ley line portal grid I talk about, and how that kind of is the is kind of like the fabric of reality. It's not like a energy beams around the planet. It's, it's actually like the, the fabric of reality that binds us together. And on our, it's it also like we are those jewels. And then on, on us, they, they're kind of like the acupuncture points all over the body. Like it's just it's just this nexus of nexuses all up and down the up and down the line, you know? But uh, I kind of want to go giant cosmic spider overlords, if you want. Sure, sure. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking <laughs> for. Uh, so so that the, the Middle Earth uh, actual... Uh mythology is that they have that giant spider like a primordial spider that even the original gods in the two trees if you know if you know that 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 mythology uh they they there's no actual reference point for where that spider came from almost like the spider itself is is the void itself meaning that uh yeah even exactly. in the sense that they, they say that it disguised itself and it's a uh, melkor it's a uh, partner in crime when it attacked the two trees uh that by by spinning a web of darkness so anyway go right ahead. exactly exactly um to piggyback exactly on right, right on that in the uh venom spider-man mythology like early in spider-man they have like madam webb who's kind of this like goddess of kind of the spider mythologies but she's more like a, a human but i think it gets kind of esoteric depending on which story you're reading but i know more about um null like null of the void and he is like relatively new like maybe four years old at this point but He's like the, the, the symbiote god, essentially like the black goo god. But because Venom, and he's created out of Venom, like in Venom comics. But because Venom is a Spider-Man character, he's also tied with spiders. So if you look up Null on Google Images, you're going to see this like guy in a throne, like in a spider throne with a spider on his chest and all of his like aesthetics is all spiders. But essentially he's like the god of primordial darkness and he creates the symbiotes like the, this black goo out of that primordial darkness. And he's just like, he's not, he himself is not a giant spider, but he's just like, why kind of Spider-Man and Venom have that spider connection and all his stuff is, has spiders on it. And it's very spider-like, you know, um, just to piggyback on the dark, the dark energy, dark matter type stuff. But as far as like our arachnophobia and like the cosmic overlord thing, this is weird, but like back in the day, um, the researcher Crow triple seven, when he like first came out with his lunar wave theory and stuff. Like, right after that, or when he was, like, investigating what the lunar wave could be, he, he stumbled on this researcher called uh, Hadibov, who was, like, this Russian, Russian researcher. He was getting his, like, stuff translated. And, like, he's, like, this real scientist, apparently. Or, at the time, like, we didn't know who he was. It was kind of this investigation amongst, like, the conspiracy communities. And, but he was saying, like, this, the time before, it ties in, like, the time before the moon and all that kind of stuff. Um, I have it. One second. Um. But essentially, it's very Gnostic in that we have like these Archon overlords, these Archon kind of rulers of this of this prison matrix that we're in, whatever. And those things happen are like giant spiders, basically, whether like metaphysical, invisible, or literal giant spiders, like either or kind of. And I think in the actual, so Hattie Bob, I'm kind of getting a little bit of echo, but um, so Hattie Bob ended up being 
just a writer, a fiction writer. Like once he once he finished getting his stuff translated, he found out that he was just a writer. But because of this, um, it just got me on my own personal rabbit hole of just looking at all the giant spider things in pop culture and like wondering if there was some type of giant spider overlord narrative kind of hidden in media, which I like to do, like kind of. So just to kind of start it off and see, like it's maybe not that crazy, is that on the front of Bohemian Grove, like on the entrance to Bohemian Grove, is a sign that says "Weaving spiders come not here," you know. Um, you can hear creepy. me, right? Everything. Just yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Sorry about that. I, I killed kill the echo. You should be good. Yeah, that's creepy. Weaving okay. spiders come not here. What the hell does that mean? I know. I know. So, at the time, um, also kind of the, the the owl narrative, the idea that owls were also a symbol of the Illuminati. So there's different theories that there's like one or like or there's two different comp- like competing groups of elites kind of controlling controlling what we're, whatever we're in one worships this owl god one works worships these spider overlords and that's just one narrative i don't know if I, I don't think i believe that but it's just it was fun at the time you know and another another is that potentially the elites may this is like the only possible idea for maybe the elites are on our side is that they're aware because they're aware of what we're living in they're aware that we're in some type of simulation prison matrix whatever they know about the archons and they're trying to like bust us out of here, you know? And again, I don't know if I believe that, but that was just, that's just one of the narratives and that these, that these archons that they're fighting, these overlords that they're fighting happen to be giants, cosmic spiders, you know, space spiders. And yeah. So at the time, um, <laughs> it just sounds ridiculous to say, doesn't it? You're it's like, insane. like, it's like what did I just say? <laughs> I know. I know. So just, just, just so everybody's in, like, I, I pulled up the Hattie Bob thing. Um, again, this this person turned out to be just a fiction writer, but just because of the, like, I, I I like to call myself a, a synchro mystic. So it's just how these different ideas pop up and how they find you and the different rabbit holes they lead you on. It all kind of matters and it all kind of bring, brings you to different ideas. And so just so you know what the story is, um, I'm just gonna kind of read it. Uh, so in the story, Hattie Bob, I think this like this is what I don't know, whatever. Hattie Bob worked for a state-sponsored oil institute during the 1980s. As an employee with the Samara Institute, they approved uh, there's a disagreement about wa- what wages. He went on strike and then found a way to institute the, the super the uh, institute supercomputer for personal use. Um, yada yada. He found out that uh, the what we're in is on the surface of the Earth is called the uh, Abrovsky Land Management System, a combination of super system system. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading this jumble of nonsense fiction. A combination of super system. Um, that utilizes various frequencies, control mechanisms, octave generations, and information arrays to create the reality we live in. The overlords to this program, Christian Mark, an arachnid parasitic life form that originated from the Megrays system and intervened with our solar system in uh, 18,337 BC. Like a time before the moon, they constructed the moon. There's, they come and they're, they're like from a planet called Phaeton that now exists between Mars and Jupiter in the asteroid belt. Blah, blah, blah. This whole, whole fiction. Again, not real. He just like made it up, I'm pretty sure. Um, so Crow doesn't really talk about it anymore. But it just led me on my personal like seeing it in media thing. And I have a list here of different ones that, like, that I kind of noticed. So you mentioned the Lord of Rings thing already. There's also giant talking spiders in Harry Potter that like live in the woods and kind of like run, run the woods, you know. Um, they're basically like all the King Kong movies. They're in the most recent ones uh, with like King of the Monsters and stuff. Like one pops up out of the ground. Uh, Eight-Legged Freaks is like a spider invasion. Uh, that TV show Falling Skies, which is on uh, from like TNT back in the day, which is a pretty underrated show, pretty good about like what happens post alien invasion, and they're like kind of spider looking things. Uh, the Witcher opens with like him fighting a giant spider in like a swamp. 
Um, Null, I already mentioned. There's the strange world of Planet X from 1958, where huge insects from Planet X invade Earth after uh, they blow a hole in the ozone layer, which is like a 1950s version of CERN opening a portal, kind of. Um, and then there's this like weird thing. There's this weird. So this is this famous Kevin Smith story? Like Kevin Smith, the director of Clerks and Dogma. And I've heard this. Now he's like a. I've heard yeah, this. So he, <laughs> this is ridiculous, but if you don't mind, I kind of I, I don't I, I like telling it. Yeah, go um, for it. Go for it. No problem. No problem. All right. So so uh, I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. Um, even though he recently butchered He Man and all that kind of stuff, but I'm a fan. He's a big podcaster now. But before he became a podcaster, he used to like he was famous for a couple of like classic kind of like open mics things he did, kind of just like present like kind of just talks he did and they all kind of went viral like back in like the late 90s or whatever and one of them he's telling the story of when he was hired to write um the tim burton superman movie that never existed so like after the the first two tim burton batman movies with michael keaton they wanted to make one uh with nicholas cage as superman and tim burton was going to direct it and there was a script for it that kevin smith wrote and then in this story that he always tells he goes to john peter's house who's just like very eccentric movie producer who produced it like Caddyshack and like all the Batman movies and like all the Superman movies and but he's a real like eccentric rich guy basically so like this weird this weird Hollywood elite and he meets at the house and he he clearly during this meeting is just trying to pitch so he, so he hears he makes all the people come to his house and he lays back and he has them act out the script for just one person just the, the writer of the script act out the script form and he intervenes with gives it weird ideas and he kept he kept pitching the idea of like you got to make Superman fight a giant spider. And Kevin Smith's like, "There's no giant spiders really in Superman mythology. Like, what are you talking about? Like, spiders are the fiercest animal, like fiercest insect in the animal kingdom. Blah blah. blah. You have to have him. You have to have it in there." So he's like, "Okay, all right. I guess I'll kind of kind of add that in there." And he kept like interjecting it a bunch more times and adding weird like things to it. And then so Kevin Smith leaves the house, goes back, and he's like. Yeah, I had the meeting with John Peters. They're like, well, did he ask about the spiders? He's like, yeah, he asked about the spiders. What's up with that? He's <laughs> he asked like, about I, the spiders. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. He like has a thing for spiders. He's like, yeah, that's weird. That's weird. So he he ends up not making the movie. And there's like real pictures of uh, like ones that Tim Burton himself made, like of the character Brainiac, which is like some super genius robot in Superman mythology. It's one of Superman's big villains. Nothing to do with spiders. But in the movie... She was supposed to be played by Christopher Walken. And there's this thing you can find it online of Christopher Walken's face, all green like an alien, with like a robot spider body. That was that was, that was going to happen. And then, so he was, again, this alien spider. And then, the next, so the, in the Kevin Smith story, he, he goes and he watches, uh, so this, he never writes the script. Like, the movie never comes out. Uh, there's, there's no Nicolas Cage Superman. And the next summer, he's going to see Wild Wild West, also produced by John Peters, the same weird direct, the same weird producer. And then, the end of that movie spoiler alert um loveless like the villain of the movie creates this giant mechanical spider um that they have to destroy and he's like what the hell a giant spider and then he goes on to produce man of steel which kind of has this weird uh giant spider thing that like tries to create krypton on earth like this world forger thing so like and this is all the first time i heard this was kind of at the time of thinking about this why are they putting all this weird talking giant spider beings in movies and stuff, and why these Hollywood, these elite Hollywood producers wanting specifically to, inter, in, to interject this narrative into the movies and stuff, mixed with like the Archon Gnostic stuff. Of we, do we have some type of overlords? And may or may they be like, are they spiders? May, like, may, they may or may not be spiders. 
you know but that's a lot of craziness so what, what do you think about that sorry no, for the ramble no you're good you're good uh, th- i've actually heard that i saw that exact clip you're talking about and uh so john peters is uh, the guy's his name right john peters He's, yeah, jump so, so he's so the, as Kevin Smith tells it, he's he's laying like on on the couch and he does like the movie thing with his hands, right? <laughs> to, yeah, to, exactly. to envision the movie as like as like yeah. the, 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 the person pitching the script is acting it out. It's like what, it's what the hell is wrong with these people? First off, yeah. right? That's the first. It's, it's, it's just it's just classic. But it's, it's what I envision like just these people, these crazy Hollywood people, just with weird ideas and a lot of money, you know. And it's just they have agendas that they're trying to put into movies and this is just some jokey kevin smith comic-y example of it but this is a guy who for some reason wants to in, to inject the idea of gi- of evil giant spiders into into our pop culture and it's like i found i i just that idea like came up at the same time as the as the gnostic archon our archon some type of invisible metaphysical spider octopus type thing like and then uh, there's a lovecraft one too let me read that one second. Um, sorry, I gotta find it. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. No problem. You're good. Um, Atlak at, at Naka resembles a giant spider with an anthropomorphic face, capable of some human expression. It dwells in a cave system beneath Mount Vormith Odrith in the now extinct Arctic Kingdom of Hyperborea, uh, where it spins a great web, bridging the bridging the many caverns of the underworld together. Um, so Atlock Naka's web is the bridge between dream worlds. So essentially this character is kind of what you'd imagine as some type of Indra. Like Indra, who weaves Indra's web, is not a spider. Like the character is not a spider, just like the king of the king of the gods in Hindu mythology. But, but this Lovecraftian old one sounds a lot like what that if there was some type of primordial spider like weaving the web between realms, that's exactly what this thing is. Like his or its webs are what connects us to the dream world. And then in a lot of like, not all, but in a lot of dream mythology, like a lot of dream traveling mythology, there's the idea of the dream cord that you actually have a cord attached to you. And like, if it severs, something happens. Is that, could that be like thought about as some type of web, some type of silk, spider silk that connects you, like kind of, kind of anchors you. Um, I'm not sure. I'm rambling. So, Maybe no, I'll that, take that, off, but uh, no, you're yeah. good. That, that's sort of that's sort okay. of that silver cord idea when you're doing that astral travel. Exactly, right? exactly. Like connect, connects you back yep. to to reality. Uh, so, so before you go though, you you brought up the dr- the dream idea, and then uh, all all the dreams come from the same web. Check this out. A Hopi proverb says this: "All dreams spin out from the same web." My friend. Wow, nice. <laughs> and uh, so you, you knew it. You just didn't know you knew it. And you basically I think in the chat somebody mentioned the uh, Dreamcatcher too, that also kind of looks like a web. So there's still that, that, that kind of spider dream idea, which is, is trippy, you know? And I, why, why do we have a feat? Like in the, repti- in the evil reptilian mythology, no offense to Ash, shout out to Ash, like in the reptilian mythology, people say our fear our like basic ingrained fear of reptiles is, be- is of snakes is because of this like even in even like in biblical stuff our fear of snakes is, is that evil serpent you know or are these evil reptilians that early humans grew to fear this other race of hominids so in the same vein if our arachnophobia would would that stem from some type of realization that there's this evil spider in the shadows of reality or a, a more literal alien invasive spider like what if what if it's less of a Archon prison matrix and more of a literal like 
I don't know. What what if we can't get out of this here, out of here because there's some type of literal barrier and the creators of that is some advanced, super advanced spider race. Like spiders are scary, you know? I'm I'm afraid of spiders. If they were big they'd hurt us. And if they're big out there and they found us, like a big alien race and they found us, I don't think they'd be that great. Um, <laughs> Charlotte's Web Charlotte's Web is basically the only positive. Uh, I think they're I think they're good in Harry Potter too. But uh yeah. There's way more negative spider stuff out there than there is uh, positive. But I'll let you go, Mike. Great show. Great topic tonight. Do the best. Appreciate that, Derek. Derek here. Uh, the Night Stalker has a YouTube channel. Check it out. Link is in the description. Brilliant stuff from him, as always. You were the best, my friend. We'll talk to you later. Have a fantastic later, day. Later, uh, Easy as that. Uh, so if you want to be a part of the show, we're still talking about this, right? What about Indra's web? What about this idea of the net of infinity? What's going on with this? Is is this primordial fear of spiders within our DNA? Or is it, does it go deeper than that? Is the idea even larger and even back to the the, the beginning of things meaning that uh, the web itself is the web of the universe and in, so, in true trouble minds fashion it can't help but make me think if that's the case how big is that spider and uh well and if you want to think about giant spiders uh so i don't know from let's say middle earth i uh, remember mirkwood and then the hobbit we had we had those giant spiders right they were pretty terrifying they spoke uh they they had sort of uh, that anthropomorphic sort of face uh, kind of spiderish kind of humanish and they spoke they actually spoke remember sting it stings it stings remember that and well uh their mother was shelob of course of, of akira thungol fame you know, from return of the king and then also uh shelob's mother was un- ungoliant ungoliant however you want to say that and uh that is the primordial spider of the abyss itself meaning that the web that ungoliant spun is actually darkness itself so you tell me how big do these spiders get and what in the world is going on if you want to be part of the show tonight i would love to hear your thoughts what about indra's web what about these primordial spiders what about arachnophobia and what about the cosmos itself is there some relation here is there some sort of fractal micro macro situation going on with these spiders or is mike just drinking too much Maybe juice. Love to hear your thoughts at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. Fantastic calls thus far. If you've never called into Troubled Minds, tonight is your night. What do you believe regarding, well, how about the web of infinity? How big can these spiders get? And how deep does your arachnophobia go? One more time, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More cosmic arachnophobia. (coughs) Cough button. And weaving the net of infinity when we return. Be right back. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.
Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. We're taking your phone calls tonight as we discuss the idea of a primordial ancient spider. Well, do you think this actually works, or do you think it doesn't? We're talking about Indra's web. We're talking about Shelob from Lord of the Rings and Shelob's mother, if you don't know who that is. We're talking about the idea that, well, Kevin Smith, as described by our good friend the Night Stalker, has a Hollywood mogul trying to interject spiders into Hollywood movies. Not just regular spiders, but giant spiders. What is this, an homage to some spider god? Oh, geez, where did we, how did we get here? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show just like this. Let's go to Joseph in Iowa. Welcome to Troubled Minds, my friend. Go right ahead. Hey. So I actually wrote, like I watched this thing about jumping spiders, and they are like one of the craziest predators. Like if they scale them up, it's ridiculous because like they never miss. They... They uh, they ha- they ha- they even like put them on sticks and like had like targets in front of them, and they would move the stick as it would jump, and it would while it's in the air, it would correct itself in the air using its web, so it like like a little thruster. That's pretty. So wild. these things are incredible. <laughs> yeah, and then then I came up with uh this quote about like because I went into the, 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 I had a near death before that and I was kind of researching a lot into it and it was like a fabric. I mean, and I wrote, uh, a spider now bounces its web split from the machine. It was created. And then I was kind of thinking as like the light being like, or not the light, uh, what I experienced or all, everything what we experienced could be created like, like a, like a web to create and to catch information, you know, kind of like the dream catcher thing. Yeah. Except uh, instead, maybe sort of in a digital sense, right? Yeah. Like the system we, we are, we're feeding it, but like maybe it was created, it could have been created from like by us, like, like in our, in our, in ourselves, like I imagine it from the pyramids, you know, like a a grand project like that had to be building something inside of us is how, how I always see it. But, and maybe that was like a war, not war, but like to extract or like a negative force against the positive force that was going on in nature. Yeah, I like it. I, I, like uh, Tim, Tim in the chat says, sort of a bio network. I, I, I dig the idea, man. Is that uh, so? So, what do you think that in terms of like this arachnophobia thing? Are you? Are do, do spiders give you the, the the willies here? Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, right. They, I get the, freaked out a little bit the, of spiders. Yeah, you, you see, especially if you can see their eyeballs, like they're all those eyeballs staring at you and stuff. It's a little creepy, right? So, so there's there is that un- irrational fear of spiders. Do you think it is uh, something greater than just maybe, uh, you know, we know from our DNA knowledge that sort of thing that uh, we we should avoid them because they're poisonous, or do you think that it's something deeper and more cosmic than that? I think 
just not knowing what they are and knowing that they could be poisonous because a lot of people are not knowledgeable about it could be the reason why you're so scared because it's like a hit or miss. You're almost like gambling or I don't know. I like it. Something I like, like it. that, you know? So, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I also like the jumping spiders, how they never miss, and they use their uh, their web as some sort of thruster. Yeah. There, there's your uh, there's your cosmic spider right there. <laughs> Just start thrusting around and the I universe. And I kind of, like, <laughs> applied that to my subconscious. Like, I in, the, in like, the when I, like, questioned stuff, like, I, I'd be like, yeah, I, I, like, like I, I'm like the jumping spider. I never miss. You know? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like, <laughs> but, like work, work it into a song. I like it. I like it. <laughs> but but see, the, the thing is, they got to know the context. So I wouldn't have known that if you didn't tell me. That That is wild, though. So that means if they jump onto your face, that's where they wanted to jump. See what I did there? <laughs> I, I imagine, like, if you're traveling, though, and you got stuck in this web, and you were stuck in it and nothing, and it was just getting intel from you, you would eventually learn what created the web and then you would become partially you would be able to you would basically become the spider or learn you know what i'm saying yeah yeah definitely it's hard to say i think i think that's why we talk about this stuff because uh it seems that there's more more than meets the eye to a lot of things with life and just uh sort of the reality we live in so you know we as you know we talk about all kinds of stuff here but we hadn't actually ever talked about spiders in this sense sort of a cosmic sense and it does seem that like at every level uh it seems to be one of those things that does sort of uh i I don't know like like arachnophobia is is also the concept itself sort of part of that micro and the macro meaning that we feel it with in us we're scared of these spiders but it's because there's spiders here but what about like microscopic spiders right what what if like the further you go what if like the, the god particle itself what's smaller than that maybe they're spiders you know what i mean but then what about on on a large scale what about what what spun the web of the universe that's a big s spider too <laughs> great great stuff yeah, it's kind of weird that the biggest universe or biggest nebula is called a tarantula nebula Exactly, exactly. I actually have that in the in the links here as well. Uh, there's a, there's a whole lot of things where we we've talked about the octopus in the past and all the leg the eight legs and all the rest of this. But what if we're misinterpreting it and it's spiders instead? Wild stuff. Wild stuff. I got I got to cut you short a little bit. We got a ton of calls behind you, my friend. Is that cool? Alrighty. You're the best. Yep. Jo- you're the best. Joseph here has a has a YouTube channel called Hydro Host. Check it out. He uh, he he does original music and some other things. A good friend of mine. I appreciate the call. You have a great night. Yeah, uh, you're welcome to call back in the third yeah, hour, later. of course. Okay. All right. Catch you later. Alrighty. Thanks, Joseph. Have a great night. As simple as that. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Great stuff from Joseph. As always, let's go to. Looks like a first time caller. Is this Joe in Arizona? Welcome to Troubled Minds. Go right ahead, my friend. Hello, hello? I think it says, is it AR? Anyway, is oh. this Joe Roop from Arkansas, not Arizona? Oh, see, what a knucklehead I am. Joe Roop in Arizona. Go right ahead. Arkansas, I mean. <laughs> What's up, Joe? How are you? Thanks for fixing the fringe. What's up, man? Hey, sorry about the tech glitch on the fringe FM. I was just trying to get Alex trained up on the live broadcast, and I think it interlooped into your stuff, so my bad on that. Gotcha. But, no, uh, no sweat, man. No I sweat. just want to also tell you, dude, uh, like you're doing a fantastic job man seriously like there's a lot of talk going around about your show and uh i just wanted to say that first and foremost man you're like a dream come true to a radio station owner 
So good <laughs> job you. on that, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that I, it's glad to know somebody real, out there is listening. Some, so you know how it is. Sometimes you're on a microphone. You don't even know who the hell's out there listening. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like yeah, you guys yeah. will be talking to yourself. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. And I just, I'm exhausted. I'm going to start broadcasting tomorrow night from this trip, but I was listening to you. And, um, you know, the spider is like one of the only, well, there's a few animals that like it. Um, n- understands nature, you know, the spiraling force of nature or that uh, golden ratio, like it puts out a web, like, and it's pretty trippy that it does that naturally to capture things and like catch them. So if it's doing that in nature, that's already trippy enough. And secondly, it's one of the biggest, um, I would say, or most, most ran into things in the astral realm. When people travel, they run into things like serpents or spiders most of the time. So, it can be a very real thing, right? So if you're out of body and, and a lot of people are talking about running into serpent spiders and octopuses, there's definitely something real about it. I would say, I don't know how many people have like had an out of body experience and seen a spider, but there's a lot of talk about it. And, um, that's, that's heavy, man. That's a, that's a heavy influence. I don't understand the fear. Uh, I still haven't figured out why there's such a fear about the, uh, the animal, but it's just inherent with it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Do do you actually get the, the, the willies from spiders? Do you get that feeling, sort of that guttural feeling when you see them? No. I Well, only, see, here's the weird thing. Not in real life, but when I have the dreams that I've had about them, like I said, like if they're in a dream or in the astral realm or something, I definitely get a fear feeling, right? And most people that tell you if they see them in a dream, they, they feel fear. So that's the trippy part. But I don't have it like I don't have fear of them in the real world though. That's that's so it is so it is disconnected. It's connected, but it's disconnected also. That's wild. So you so you have actually experienced this. You've seen spiders actually sort of like in a astral state. Then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it, it's it is directly correlated with fear. I think it has something to do like in the real world. If you look at the golden ratio or the spiral, and everything manifests in that spiral or. T- the spider is actually using that spiral to trap uh, things. So in the astral realm, it could be like this archetype of an animal that, that traps you or traps your consciousness, so to speak, and that's why it brings fear. Because anything that binds you is going to bring fear to you. And okay. if you think about all of the other animals that use the swirling forces like snakes and stuff like that, maybe that has something to do with the correspondence of like trapping your consciousness too, you know? Ah, the old soul trap, eh? I love it. I love it. So yeah. let me ask you then about these spiders that you that you've seen in in this this astral travel sort of situation. Are they like very spider like, or do they have sort of this anthropomorphic feature as well? Meaning that uh, they have human faces or human mouths or things like this. Now I've never seen. I've heard of people talking about that, but I've never in my dreams and travels. I've always just seen the spider, and usually it's dark. And it makes a web. I've never seen like the face or that's freaky, man. Thinking about it. <laughs> that's super but freaky. no, I've never seen anything like that. I'm sure I would, that would freak me out if I did though, but I haven't seen anything like that. That's super freaky. Go back and watch the original Hobbit cartoon. I think it's from like 1977. Watch that if you haven't seen it. In Merkwood Forest, there's like these spiders. They're kind of like that. They have these faces and they speak and it's creepy, bro. It's creepy, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, good it stuff. is creepy, man. Super creepy. Good stuff. What else you got for yeah. us, Joe? And that's it, man. I just wanted to just call in and say thank you for real. I mean, like all of the stuff that we talk about on the station, like you not only do it, but you help others and 
like you have no idea. You're a godsend, dude. I really am not blowing smoke. I think uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you're you. one of the best out there, brother, for real. Thank you. I appreciate it very so, much. Uh, let, let me know if you need anything. As usual, you know where to find me. That's right, brother. Talk at you later. You're the best. Right, uh, have a great one. That's that's uh, that's Joe Roop. That's uh, Joe Roop, the owner of Fringe FM. He's uh, he does a show called Lighting the Void. Uh, usually airs uh, after me uh, at uh, 9 p.m. Pacific time, and you can find him there uh, Monday through Friday. He does a show. So uh, tonight he's uh, just re- uh, returning back from uh, Arizona. He had a retreat uh, with I, I believe it was Sam Tripoli and some other nice folks that they were uh, doing a sort of a mountain retreat. They sold it out, and uh, we're we're willing to or we're waiting to hear how that went. So I guess we'll hear about that from him tomorrow night so thanks joe for calling in i appreciate that very much 702-957-1037 click the discord link troubledminds.org we'll put you on the show easy as this let's go to jennifer in missouri welcome to troubled minds my friend go right ahead hey mike yeah joe's right you're one of the best out there i think as well thank you very nice Um, it's a good show tonight yeah thank you um with the cosmic spider thing i think that um well, everything everybody's mentioned tonight, I think, is, you know, it's invaluable to try to understand exactly what, what, what is the symbology that's it's everywhere, you know, with the spider, cosmic spider thing. Um, you know, and we too, like, uh, mankind is always imitating what it sees to be very, like, something powerful. We'll try to imitate it. We'll try to imitate it. And with the web, for example, the internet web and the fiber, you know, internet and so on and so forth but just the the web and everything even the way we lay out the maps you know it looks kind of like a web you know the way the internet oh as always right that's twice in a row that jennifer's called in and literally thank you all right hold on sorry about that uh technical issues i think uh i think the the phone line has something against jennifer because every time she calls this happens from the call-in studio all web right, interface go Audio recording is on dual channel. Jennifer, you got and cut the off. The idea is that like the, th- the th- oh hello. The phone yeah the phone line dropped right as you began. You were talking about the sort of the idea of the web being a map, and then the phone line dropped, and we're just back now. So sorry about that. That's literally twice in oh. a row you've called. It's done that. So my apologies. I think I think there's some some sort of a cosmic conspiracy. But but go right ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But you know, when you think about the um, the weavers of fate and the the threads of fate and the the three women in all of those accounts of them, and, I mean, it doesn't matter what sex they are, honestly. But the fact that they're there are these weavers in these old stories, since women, because women do a lot of the weaving back in the day, I'm assuming. But the the threads of fate being woven by these characters and they're pretty much weaving the fates of all of mankind and possibly the entire world. And when Odin was hanging on that tree in the Norse folklore, the whole thing was he was trying to figure out and see like what the threads of fate, what they were being woven so he could try to stop Ragnarok, you know, and the weavers basically. And, in the story of the weaver and the worm, it's really interesting because Ragnarok, you know, it's supposed to do with a giant serpent. And in the weaver and the worm, it's the same story. Like the weaver weaves the web of creation. But then the weirum, the worm, gets tangled up in the web and it causes all this chaos. 
and things don't turn out like exactly like how they're supposed to in a way. And worm, W-Y-R-M, worm, the word worm also translates to serpent and to dragon. So you can kind of see that there's a constant theme of that sort of thing going on. And the serpent always represented water a lot of times, like the, the cosmic change of water and the dragon and how it can wash over everything and pretty much just wipe it out. Yeah, you know what's interesting, too, about the, the term worm, of W-Y-R-M. Uh, is it worm? Is it worm? I, I don't know. I always, I always thought it was worm, but it, it also links back to, to Tolkien, right? Because that, the, that was the, the great dragon smog. They, di- they didn't describe them as dragons in particular. It was the great worm, right? Which is pretty yeah. bizarre that we're talking about. We started with Tolkien tonight, and then we end up in some sense ending with Tolkien. I know you're a big uh, Tolkien nerd as well. What do you know about Shelob and uh, Ungoliant, or however you say that name? Not as much as I should, but, you know, with the, the Wyrm, the Weaver, the Worm, and the Weird, W-Y-R-D, in Hamlet and Shakespeare, and the Weird, W-Y-R-D, the Three Witches in Hamlet, what's really weird about that is W-Y-R-D is the word, too. So it's like the spoken sound of creation coming into it as well, but also the disturbance of it all. But I thought that was really strange. And, and the other thing, I think it's so, there's so many things, you know. But if you think about the, the universe itself, if it is kind of mimicking a spider's web of the weaving of fate and everything tied into it and laid out like a fabric almost, it's interesting how on the earth itself or anywhere, if there's a slightest vibration, you know, like a feeler, everything's imitating that too, like we are. You know, like if you feel something on like crawl across your foot or something, you sense it up above, you know, in your nervous system, in your brain. It's going on everywhere. Everything has like a feeler going on, all of the senses. And it's mimicking exactly like a spider's web. So it seems like it's all connected, I think. I'm trying to think of all the things I wanted to mention, but I was wanting to mention that, that it seems to be that there is a cosmic um, web clearly woven by the some creator or something that has an intelligence that's laid it out just like that and there was something else oh yeah as far as the arachnophobia thing you know like i live really far out in the country and there's you can't keep the spiders out like you just can't and there's like brown recluse and I have worked out like an ecosystem that there's like wolf spiders, brown recluse, and then the house spiders. And the brown recluse I don't want, so I leave the wolf spiders. And these wolf spiders eat the brown recluse, and then the house spiders catch the wolf spiders. <laughs> so it works out well because the house spiders just stay in their webs, right? And they're all, it, <laughs> but, but, but those are all giant stomach. spiders you're talking. Yeah. Those are all huge. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. But they actually, it kind of works out that way because the house spiders just stay in their web, you know, and don't bother you at all. But they'll catch the wolf spiders, but the wolf spiders hunt the brown recluse. So it's kind of, cause, so it's kind of, I don't know, I have a mixed feeling with, like I try to, some of these wolf spiders are so big, I'll like chase them out of the house, they're too big to step on. <laughs> you know, like, Yeah, right, exactly. But, like they may yeah, wrestle I, you to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Yeah. No, it's a great show tonight. And clearly there is um, a weaver of everybody's fates in life. And if, if the case is that there's a worm, a worm that's gotten tangled up in, in the cosmic you know, web and it's causing the chaos and you need the weird, the W-Y-R-D, the word or something like that. Oh, and the wolf. There was something about the wolf. I'm not going to go into that, but it's really, it's really interesting. Clearly it starts with all of that. And then the sensors, other thing, and then the magnetic fields on the earth too being laid out like a web and how you have those, uh, like Bermuda triangle and these special places all over the earth. It's almost like there's a, like it sends out a vibration across the whole web, you know, but we're imitating it. We're imitating it with our technology because we know it works and they're tying it all together. Maybe they're trying to control fate or trying to weave their own fate over humanity with the internet web. Yeah. Ah, yes, yes. There's actually a, uh, before you go, before you take off here, there's a, there's a internet company that goes by the name Indra.com. Can you give us 90 seconds on Indra's web? Um, well, I don't, I, I think, I don't know. I don't think that's my, I don't, I don't, hopefully maybe rivers will call in or, or okay, maybe okay. that's, that's, call in and talk that's about cool. Andrew's web. That's not your jam. That's yeah, fine. I think more of like a, like, not necessarily, you know, kind of take a different approach to like a, like European folklore and stuff like that. So, but Fair enough. Fair enough. I wish I knew more about that. Hopefully someone will call in and talk about that. Perfect. Exactly. So before you go, I got this for you. Double, double toil and trouble. Fire burn and cauldron bubble. You're the best, Jennifer. Have a fantastic night. Thank you, Mike. Have a good night. You too. Thanks very much. Uh, Jennifer here has a YouTube channel. Please uh, check it out. Give her a follow. Link is in the description. Uh, fantastic. She's brilliant. All the time calling in with amazing takes. And I thought that uh, I thought maybe maybe if I baited her with a little Indra's web, she would uh, she would uh, sprinkle some knowledge on us. But uh, I, I, I even respect more the fact that she's like, no, nah, I don't know enough about it. That's cool. Neither do I, to be perfectly honest. But uh, I got the cliff notes. But interesting that we have this, this company. It's an internet company technology company and it's known as indra Indra indra.com our people your technology (laughs) Uh uh-oh so maybe she was onto something there all right so as we finish this up the thing the thing is this right like i don't uh, again i don't profess to have any answers Uh, don't please don't ever take me out of context of like oh listen this guy he knows what's up no i don't i promise you i don't i'm just trying to make some connections and try and figure some things out uh, by asking questions not by trying to give easy answers answers are easy i always say this it's not Uh, the, the, the the entirety of all of it it's not as simple as that being human is not simple. Trying to figure out what, what the world is about is not simple. And even further, trying to c- figure out what the actual uh, cosmology of everything is even less simple than that. So please don't ever take me at face value here. We're just drinking maybe juice and talking about what the hell's going on out there. So as we finish, you guys know how this goes. Uh, the, 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 the Clearly and obviously, great stuff from all the callers tonight. You guys know who you are. If I try and list somebody, I'm going to leave them out. Shout out to Joe Roop. Thanks again for calling and uh, appreciating the show. Thank you very much for that. And, well, check it out. This is the way this works. The bad news is we're done. The good news is, God willing, we've got tomorrow. If you're listening to us on The Fringe FM, stay tuned for Joe Roop Lighting the Void. If you're listening to us on any other platform, including the podcast feed, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds. And as it finishes, it goes a little something like this. Be sure, be strong, 
be true. Thank you for listening. From our troubled minds to yours, have a great night. going on welcome back third hour trouble minds coming up i'm your host michael strange we're still talking about this what about this spider mythology what about the fact that we have what i'm calling cosmic arachnophobia weaving the net of infinity do you know about indra's web do you know about the well do you know about shelob and middle earth do you know about well kevin smith and the spider story what do you know about as you know open-ended non-linear we're going to take this wherever you want to take this 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 third hour of trouble minds coming up don't go anywhere more after a two-minute break two-minute break don't go anywhere taking your calls if you haven't called in tonight is your night i also fibbed i think joe changed his number or called on a different phone i said first time caller welcome joe in arizona and he wasn't arizona it's arkansas and he's called into the show before <laughs> just just full disclosure to clarify i have a i have a good memory and i tried to remember all the things all the people that call 702-957-1037 that's 702-957-1037 spider-man we haven't talked about that yet what about the symbiote what about venom and what about the black goo we could add that into this discussion as well 702-957-1037 shout out to curious bunny everybody follow the curious bunny on youtube be right back two minute break more troubled minds on the way be right back Welcome back to Troubled Lines. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Rockfin, YouTube, DLive, and Twitter, and we're taking your phone calls. This is into the third hour. No more commercials for Troubled Minds. We're just going to go the whole way through the next hour, and a little longer if it takes, uh, just because the, the whole idea, right, we have the, the whole radio format for the first two hours, and that's why we do it with the commercial breaks, because it's a radio format. It, it is what it is, right? It's good. It's, it's extra reach. People are finding us that way. It's a good thing. It's, uh, it's improved the, the show because of the bumper music that we have to play and the rest of this. So literally once you trim it all down this show sounds fucking fantastic by the way in the third hour f-bombs are totally fine so if you're into that uh, or not that's cool so if you're not well my apologies <laughs> nobody's perfect 702-957-1037 we're still talking about this idea of the cosmic spider what about the cosmic arachnophobia weaving the net of infinity that's what i'm calling this tonight and, and again i don't have the answers here but i do know that we do have that guttural aversion to spiders themselves and why though again you know is it because it is built into our dna we've got lots of articles here about indra's web 
web about uh, DNA memory and spiders and arachnophobia, and then some of this cosmolo- cosmological stuff about the tarantula nebula that uh, that Joseph brought up. I mean, so much good stuff here. What about Joe Roop calling about like uh, people uh, seeing serpents or spiders in the astral well- realm when they're traveling, like this type of stuff. There's there's a whole lot here, and so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Again, open ended, nonlinear. Wherever you want to take this, we'll go. More, uh, you want to keep it on the ground and talk about Will Smith and the funny spider story with the the movie producer in Hollywood. Perfect. If you want to take it cosmically and talk about Indra's web, perfect. If you want to talk about arachnophobia, how you feel about spiders, it doesn't even matter. The whole point is open ended, nonlinear. Where do you want to take it? Seven zero two. 957-1037 That's 702-957-1037 Let's go to Big Y What's up Big Y? Welcome to Troubled Minds Go right ahead my friend What's up buddy? You know man Just uh, another Tuesday night Talking about crazy shit on Troubled Minds You know <laughs> What's on your mind my friend? Well the best days to talk Oh everything brother I was going to say uh, The best days to talk about crazy stuff Are days that end in Y yeah, absolutely. You're, you're in the right place for sure, 100%. Uh, how do you feel about spiders? Do you have this arachnophobia situation going on, or is it a little less? Uh, go ahead with your thoughts. I, I used to. I, I used to until in college I, I got a chance to, like, pull the tarantula and, like, learn a little bit more about them and, you know, try to face the fear. And that kind of really, like, now we just have a really good respect for one another. Okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, you're like, you don't mess with me, I won't mess with you, and it's cool. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. So, uh, continue, please. What else you got? Oh, I was just going to say, like, with the, I kind of wanted to kind of move on with the arachnophobia fear. Like, I just had a kind of, like, listening to you guys tonight, and I've been kind of without a phone, so I haven't been able to jump on for a while, but it kind of sparked me to think, like, you know, I'm a big believer in the possibility of Gnosticism and, you know, this, these entities, like you guys talked a few weeks ago about the reptilian forces around the planet, possibly, or, you know, even reading more up on Gnosticism, the Archons that supposedly are, you know, like shielding around this planet, you know, some type of energetic force field and harvesting the energy through fear or through human souls, whatever it is, like batteries, you know, who knows, you know, the ideas are all out there. But, you know, if there's this general fear of arachnophobia because this great cosmic entity wove the universe you know is that necessarily something along the lines of the demiurge that thought it was the highest being so we have this fear of that because of our innate divinity from supposedly you know sophia or whatever else that may be or is it opposite even is it like the you know sophia is this weestress of the universe and we have this fear of her because it's been implemented by this false deity. You know what I mean? Is that even possible? Yeah. Or let's go. Let's go another another option here. Meaning, let's say the uh, the actual demiurge and the archons are using our deepest fear against us, and they're taking that DNA memory of a spider from here on Earth, sort of in that uh, ancestral variety of danger, and then implementing that through shape-shifting or dreams or what have you, and using it against us. There's another idea there, eh? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, people have this innate thing of something that can be dangerous, of something, you know, they can't control, and, and something that's at least on our level in the 3d reality you know they can just creep up on us at any point in time that's something very simple that implements here through 
Yeah, it's hard to say. And I think I think that's why we talk about it in such vague and broad terms, because you never know, right? Like, everybody's like, oh, I know what reality is. And I'm like, do you, though? I mean, if you really think about it, you know, like all the things we see and all the things we hear are just our interpretation of those things. They aren't necessarily those things at all. And so, well, everything's a human filter. So pretty wild stuff. Uh, what about the idea of these, maybe the co- this cosmic web? What, what's, your, what's your thought on that? I'm going to be the boldest person tonight, I think, and, and say I truly, flat out believe believe it. And I think it's just a different interpretation of something that's, you know, being like scientifically looked at, like the quantum level and whatnot, within dark matter. And, you know, this web that connects everything, almost like a brain synopsis of this giant being that we're all the cells of. It looks exactly like that almost. And so I think when you look at it on that on that level, you know, whatever taught ancient peoples what they believe, obviously had an understanding of of this energy or this, um, you know, uh, for lack of better terms, web. Yeah, Indra's web, you know, like um, uh, the Hindus describe it. I, I just think it just makes a lot of sense and it reverberates across many cultures and it's starting to sound, you know, as we come into the 21st century, even further on and in this age of information, everybody's communicating and you guys on here you know like the night stalker and um you know james as well and all the other guys and gals that get on here and the spreading of information allows us to really see like hey you know it's kind of more even strange why more people aren't talking about this and the connections that seem to be hidden from us you know that's kind of what i think about Hidden in plain sight, even like like some some of it is just ancient knowledge that uh, it, it kind of uh, it, it sometimes recircles back in like animation or you know new new movies and things like this. But it's so bastardized you 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 can't even make the connections anymore, right? It's kind of like like always rewriting history in in the, the through the lens of Hollywood, right? It's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean it's there. Like all that ancient wisdom is there, and like I always say too, regarding like religions and non-religions and everything else, it's like hey, you know, like if you're gonna if you're gonna turn down knowledge and turn up your nose and say because it's come from that religion what are you doing like you're you're literally like you mean you can't learn something from an entire doctrine like get out of here of course you can like it's a uh, let's get together and like like not, not again not focus on our differences let's focus on the things that make us the same and uh, there's a lot there's a lot there a lot of a lot of things in common uh thanks for the phone call great stuff what else you got for us big way Oh man, I was just going to say, hey man, like you know, thank you for what you do. Like other people have said tonight, you know, you're killing it out here. Um, I think my last final thought is just kind of piggyback on what you just said. Is even we just have so many examples of how even so many different ideas and, uh, and cultures have been implemented from person to person and people to people, almost like a something slithering or something crawling or something just you know moving so simply as an idea, you know, from religion to to foods to you know cultural practices. It's almost like something like that spider web just fully expanding and, and you know, learning itself and more and more. You know, I mean, that's all kind of, a, you know, these jewels of end dimensions where, you know, these energies reside and just pockets where the universe can express itself even fuller. You know what I'm saying? And, and with the worm getting caught up in it, that could be this, that, like you said, that chaos that is destroying or, or working against the order. That, you know, and which one's which? Yeah, exactly. Cool. That, that that's really a whole awesome. that's a whole nother show right there. Which is which? We we don't know, do we? <laughs> we don't know, do we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, I appreciate you, brother. I get off because I know you got other phone calls. Okay, great stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the phone call. Thank you for listening. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. Hey, shoot, my guy. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks for the kind words. Uh, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. I mean, look, this is what it's about. It's, it's just about, it's a conversation. And some people take it too seriously, and some people don't take it seriously enough. And I, I'm not the determiner of the arbiter of that truth. I Take it as seriously as you want. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, I don't care. It's like, it's not about that. It's not about truth to me at all. It's not. Like, it's about maybe uh, focusing on uh, different ideas and aspects of what truth may or may not be. But truth itself, I think it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous. Meaning, because truth is an absolute. And if you, again, you ask a thousand people a particular simple binary type question, you'll get a thousand different answers. Even though, right, the the question is framed in sort of a slim, narrow uh, aspect of a conversation, you're still going to get elaborations, people saying it's complicated. I don't like it when people do that to me, when they're like, oh, well, is it this or is it that? Well, I don't know. What if it's something else entirely? You know, like what if it's not one of those two things? It's 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 a simple concept, but people get so pissed off. Anyway, 702-957-1037. We got plenty of people here going on Discord. Let's go to Tam Bam. What's up? You've been waiting the longest. Tam Bam in South Africa. Welcome to Trouble Minds. Go right ahead. Hi. How are you? Good morning. I'm I'm doing fine. Does, everything's good. Feeling good. Looking good. Everything's good. You know what I mean? That's good. Oh, I love yeah. that. Truth is absolute, so it shouldn't be, right? I love that. Yeah, well, it, it's it, too it can be it can be dangerous. And and, uh, and look, and I understand when you say, look, this cup, I'm I'm drinking out of a maybe juice cup and it's white, right? That's true. I mean, it's true. There is truth. So don't, you know what I mean? Like, again, like, you know, people sort of want to put words in your mouth when you make one statement. The point is, mm. nothing is absolute. Like, what if you're colorblind? This isn't white, right? It's some other off shade of white. You know what I mean? So it, it just depends. It depends on the pers- perspective. But go right ahead. Well, I'm, I'm sure you got some exactly. ideas here with, uh, with uh, the rest of this. <laughs> go right ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but just like, you know, the truth as well. You know, it's, it's, it can't, anything can't be the truth because it's all about perspective. And your perspective is completely different to someone else's perspective. So nothing is really true. You know? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you talked about um, if it's um, the spider web is more, de- if it's DNA or social, social indoctrination. And I think it's kind of both. Um, the biggest spider uh, ever caught, or not ever caught, the biggest spider ever documented was, um, was preserved perfectly in tar. And it was the size of a Volks, uh, you say Volkswagen? Volkswagen Beetle. (laughs) No. (laughs) What? If there's spiders, they caught the size of a Volkswagen Beetle, I want off this ship. (laughs) I don't want to live in that world. (laughs) Where did this happen? This is like, you know how they say that paleontologists had 100 million years ago, it was perfectly preserved in like this tar and it had a baby as well. So maybe it does come down a DNA, um, the fear of spiders being so incredibly huge and dangerous that there were more people eaters than and less poisonous, but now they're more poisonous and less people eaters. Ah. But, the st- but still, the inherent danger of a spider is still there. Um, it's just the same as like a dog. A dog, you know, you, you, I don't know if you've noticed with your doggy, they'll get on a pillow or get on their bed and start scratching. 
they're kind of like making a nest. So that is a DNA transfer down the line where back uh, where they were living in the wild, these wolves, dogs, whatever, they were, uh, actually scratched down the surface to make it more softer for them to sleep on. But even though like, we give our dogs something soft to sleep on, it is inherent in them that they have to still scratch and find a soft spot and make it all nice and comfortable. Just, so just right. It, just right. Sometimes my just, dog takes 12, right, 12 right. or 13 minutes to make it just right. <laughs> and about 16 circles. So, right, yeah, right, I get exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. Um, so, in that kind of way, I, I really think it's down our DNA line um, as homo sapiens. So, and when it comes to these um, social indoctrination, I think movies, you know, obviously movies and books and all that play a very big part. But because it's in our DNA construct, movies has made us fearful of these tiny little things. Um, um, even the shalab that you're talking about, I call it shlob because that's how you spell it. Okay. But um, the, the movies have made us super scared about it. So if you've got a DNA, uh, if it's down our DNA line, and then we've got the movies, the compounded, the compounded fear of a spider is huge for people in general. I mean, I am de- I'm not deathly afraid of them. I just don't like spiders. I don't like the fear of it crawling on me or laying eggs in my skin because I've seen so many YouTube videos of weird things that spiders do, right? And pretty much all they're doing is looking for a place to call home. Um, but there's this girl on TikTok who actually has, it's the cutest thing, she has a little zebra spider as a pet. And she's the one who kind of switched my mind into thinking, okay, maybe they're bloody cute. So she posts these videos on how a little pet, a zebra spider, looks at her and looks away. But then she plays the music in the background and makes it all cute and sweet. And she's kind of fall in love with this little cute spider and you kind of want one. <laughs> but then I think this fucking thing can jump, right? Oh, are they jump? Is it a jumping spider? Do they jump? How- it looks like it could jump. It just looks like it's got serious jumper legs. But um, it looks like it can jump. And I'm, I'm deathly of, don't come at me, bro. Like, don't jump on me. I will squish you. <laughs> what about what Joseph you said? When, when the jumping spiders jump, they land exactly where they mean to. So if it lands on your face. Oh. oh. <laughs> you so see what I did there? Like, I become a karate ninja <laughs> guru right then and there. <laughs> Uh, 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 what, what did uh, Ronald say? He's, Ronald said in on Rockfin, he's all, you, real, you do realize we're all going to dream about spiders tonight, don't you? <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, oh, for yep. sure. And yep. then you've got to whip out the dream book and see what the dream book says about spiders, right? And then it talks about like witches and then you think, oh, fuck, I'm cursed. You know, exactly, so, exactly. I got, yeah. I got the quote for you again. Uh, double, double toil and trouble, fire burning, cauldron bubble. There it is. <laughs> That's what Jennifer was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just, yeah. Anyway, so I, I feel like we have to kind of unlearn everything we know um, about spiders, but not spiders in itself, the fear of it. If we look at it at a different angle, at a different perspective, and not see the truth, like you said, as absolute, that spiders are dangerous and scary, and um, if we look at a different perspective, we can really see spiders as sweet. Like Jennifer, I mean, I almost killed myself laughing. She chases the spiders out because they're too big to stomp on. (laughs) That is nightmare fuel right there. Yeah. Yeah. Look look at the spider she's talking about. 
Let, do do a couple searches. She said brown recluse, and she said uh, the wolf spider. The wolf those spider. are freaking huge. Those things are like these are like this big. Th- those are not little little critters. Those are those are ones where if you wake up and one staring you in the face, uh, you may have a heart yeah. attack. Oh goodness gracious! That's like yeah. a cat cat. You know yeah. those kind of spiders. Yes, exactly, exactly. And a camel spider. Have you seen that? That thing is gee, no things. Anyway, that just freaks me out. Um, And then Derek was talking about the fact that, you know, you have that thread. So now I'm going to go into the cosmic kind of side of it. You're talking about that thread, that etheric cord. So um, I think I really do think that the whole of the universe is interconnected like a web. And um, but it's not a web as in a negative. I think a negative thing. I think it's a collective consciousness web. And if and if you take everything into account, like parallel universes, alien races, and all these things, and uh, you know everything, like Jennifer said, something happens here, you feel the vibration somewhere else, right? And that is this cosmic wake. It doesn't have to be bad. Now, going back to Earth, Derek said there's a a thread that comes with within people. Now, something. Um, when you're connected with someone, like you are very connected with your wife, right? So you've got this a silver cord thread that stretches out to her. Now, if you want, say when something disastrous happens and you want a divorce, but you're still attached to her in some deeper level, in your mind's eye, this is what they say, you can actually sever that cord with your etheric cord, uh, sword. And you can sever that connection and spiritually and um, you will eventually lose your affection and your love and your attention for that person. So when someone has like a negative grip on you, and I'll give you a prime example of my, um, and this is, you know, a normal thing. So don't shoot me down. My mother-in-law, she, she's, she's just so negatively attached to me that I had to whip out every gun I could possibly, you know, muster up and even go to the spiritual realm and sever this cord she has attached to me. And I constantly cut that cord. And surprise, surprise, over time, she's just kind of left me alone the whole time. And I haven't, it's been wonderful. I'm not going to lie. It's just been absolutely wonderful. So the negative side of it, you can really cut that spiritual cord. And then we've got also on Earth, we've got, like someone mentioned in the chat, the ley lines. If you put all the ley lines together and you look at it on, on a global scale, um, you know, back, backed away, it is a massive web. And that is a spiritual web. So everything in connection is a web. Everything you want to connect to, you create a web. Starlink with um, Elon Musk. That's his web around the earth. You can't do something without creating a connection. You can't do something without creating a web. So the perspective of it being a negative thing, uh, I'm battling to find, uh, to find that um, in a negative light. I think it's all collective consciousness. And the web we spin can either be positive or negative. It depends just how you want to see it. So if you internally choose joy the whole time, externally, you know, the the universe has to match it. 
but you have to change yourself internally or else you keep on looking outside and nothing's changed. And if nothing's changed, that means internally you haven't changed. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. So, so uh, connections are connections, and uh, using yeah. using the the web as a metaphor for those connections is can both be positive and negative. And uh, so, you should uh, again uh, increase your network of positive connections and sever your negative connections. And uh, there you go, life life lesson. Here's another one, uh, an actual quote that was attributed to Shakespeare, but is not actual Shakespeare. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. It was actually by Sir yeah. Walter Scott, but uh, interesting, interesting metaphors, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's connections, right? It's uh, you get involved in someone's drama, uh, you're connected. You try and get out of it, you have to sever that connection. You know, it's just it's horrible. You just got to keep to yourself. <laughs> 100% as much as you can it, like like there's so much peace in being left alone but then like right. like being left alone at some point you're also alone so you know what i mean it's like it's like you can't you can't have it all no matter what like you just can't have it all that's that's the what the duality of creation yeah. we've talked about that's life that's the way it is you can't have it all you just can't do it it's impossible because right like we want our peace but then we also like like want to be a part of a, a network of amazing people and you know celebrate it in that manner. But then right at some point, like you you're you're leaving your peace behind. So you you literally just can't have both in a vacuum. They have they they have to be able to coexist, and that's that's part of what life is, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So also, you got to bring in the people that resonate with you and who are on the same frequency as you. That creates a beautiful life. Um, you just can't be alone. Uh, you can't bring in people because you're alone, because you're sad and alone. You can't just bring anyone. No. Oh no. God no. You know, those uh, people trying to take yeah. advantage of you. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, yeah. It's not good. It's not good. What's the, what was that? Uh, the the meme I put in the the thing the other day. Lead with love, but make sure to master master the throat punch. <laughs> <laughs> That was hilarious. There's there's the troubled minds happy Valentine's Day. Don't, don't forget to master husband. the throat punch. <laughs> uh, geez, you're the best, Tam Bam. You're welcome to hang around. Of course, uh, we got calls Thanks. behind you. We yeah. got to roll. So, uh, do cool. thing. Uh, you're welcome to stay there. If you're going to stay, let me know, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make it make a point to get back to you. You can hang out with us. I will hang out. Okay, I'll, I'll get back to you as short as soon Thank as I you. can. Thanks, Tam Bam. You're the no best. Worries. Appreciate it very much. Okay. Tam Bam has a Instagram channel. Follow her down below. Links in the description. Uh, Tam Bam, great people contributing to the show very well, very much for uh, very well for a very long time. Uh, let's go to either. We, I'm not sure who was first because I was watching the phone instead. Matt or Kelly, you guys, you, you guys can both come on. Let's do it. We'll, we'll hammer it out. We can have a math, math and Kelly a thon. What's going on, guys? Uh, math, some math, Matt, Matt and Kelly a thon. See what I did there. Welcome, guys. What's up? Welcome to Trouble Minds. Yes, uh, Kelly was first. Go ahead, Kelly. Thank you. There you go. See, uh, somebody's watching. Thanks, Matt. Go right ahead, Kelly. Good evening. How's it going? Ah, doing good, man. Do do my thing. You know what's up? Talking about crazy shit on a regular Tuesday night. <laughs> go right ahead. What do you know about uh, spiders and the rest of this, my man? Well, um, first off, uh, someone said ancient knowledge, so uh, I kind of had to pop in on that one. And uh, yeah, for sure. Now- <laughs> Is arachnophobia right now, which would be, you know, most people, how many uh, spiders we eat a year. And uh, also the fact that uh, if spiders, there was a thing that someone put together that uh, if all the spiders in the world were to get together, they could eat all of humanity in two months. So just throw that out there for everybody. 
Okay, uh, which which is not good, right? Is that not good? <laughs> I'm I'm guessing that's not a good thing. No, no, it's not. But to get to this point of uh, the cosmic web, uh, that's in Hinduism, you know, because that's some of the ancient knowledge that uh, obviously I, I you know I've I read a few books of the Vedas, you know, some of them were the Baba Gita, uh, the Upanishads, and the uh, um, Mahabharata, and a lot of those, you know, they talk about some of this too, you know, where you were talking when you first started the show, you know, some of the, uh, it, um, they, they call these things like the web, it was like either pearls or jewels, some people call it jewels or, or, or science, like notes, right? So, uh, Indra's uh, net is equal to like uh, Bell Theorem. Where everybody thinks that, you know, that it kind of blows holes through, like, how some people say that everything's like an individuality, right? But in fact, everything is connected like a web, the universe and everything. Uh, the first uh, picture of the cosmic web was first seen through a uh, 3D uh, spectroscope that was from, the, uh, uh, that was using the news instrument that was over in, uh, the very large telescope is what they call it over in Chile. I don't know if anybody's seen that. I think that they had the problem where those things were snapping, and I think that uh, telescope went down. Arecibo. Um, yep. Yeah. But uh, then when they first uh, tracked and was mapping the, the, the universe, it was using that 3D spectrograph, right? What it does is mapping it, it, uh, it like, it you're cutting out kelly cutting out kelly just to let you know i don't think it's you i think it was the technology that time you sounded like a robot so uh, give it give it just a sec and then uh the last couple three sentences you said didn't come through let's try it again yeah so so when they're saying like map it was mapping the universe right so when they found it it was they were when they were doing it with that 3d uh um uh spectrograph right it was what they were finding was like multiple uh, multitudes of uh, hidden dwarf galaxies with you know deep within the the depths of the universe so and you know by looking through that it looks like all these uh, galaxies throughout these parts of universes that they've been mapping were connected through it looks like a light source right so it also even by doing so it looks like a giant web right that's where the whole um that uh, cosmic web is and everything's connected and with the Hindus, they believe it was, you know, like everything was connected through uh, like a jewel, right? Every, where every touching point is with a jewel or, you know, pearls or then these nodes. And that when if one of the nodes are touched in that net, all the other jewels or, or nodes are, uh, are affected, you know? And that, that's the entanglement. That's the whole thing with Bell's theorem, too, is in, was in entanglement. Now... What's interesting was when I first ran across this, I was, you know, doing a lot of some research for UFO research, right? And I found this uh, this talk. I can't remember where it was from at this moment, but they were talking about how when we first, the reason why we had so many different type of uh, aliens, type of species that came to Earth is because when we first detonating, uh, like, the atomic bombs, like nuclear weapons and these aliens or UFOs affecting or flying over the top of these, uh, uh, you know, the uh, nuclear power plants and stuff. That's the reason is because of this, uh, this um, Indra's, Indra's net, how everything's connected. So if like, 
it's just like a spider web. You know how you take a spider can you know sit still and have feel movement on it, right? So when we started detonating these bombs, that sent out a galactic uh, shockwave throughout this web, and that it affected these other nodes. And it, it, when that happens, it, that's why they told us we didn't. They don't want us to start messing with these things because. You know, it's affecting the web like that. All these other nodes are being affected within that area. And that's not good because what they're finding, you know, in, in that thing, it's like uh, their theory is like um, um, that when, they're, when, uh, when you have like uh, uh, this, they're, they're not really like reality is like reflections of each other. So the, and one of this one I was reading, it was like the illusion in Maya, right? The fact that all nodes are simply reflections of all all the other ones. That's well, that's the whole theory on it. And so this implies the illusionary nature of all appearances. So appearances are they're not really it's not reality. They're just reflections of reality that everybody's that we're all you know facing at some point, right? So. I don't know, man. For me, like it's it's a deep thought. This this philosophy through uh, through uh, Hinduism, you know, it, it really makes you think a lot about how you know your your thoughts throughout life. You know, everything how you do with you know touch everything in life. You know, uh, or nature throughout everything and what we're doing on this planet and what you know doing to each other is it's not a good thing. It's just you know that's not a reflection that we want to put out there as you know throughout the universe. Throughout the you know the, the these galaxies that are around us, I I believe that's a it's it's a negative it, that's the negative part that we're weaving and we should stop that and, and you know and, and I believe that we're you know it's 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 just a it's just a, a shitty way to go about doing things right now, man. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think Tam Bam had it right too, describing sort of those connections. That's uh, like we weave our own web also, and so it doesn't have to be negative, right? We can we can chop some of those negative connections, and you know, like kind of uh, foster some of the more positive connections. It's again, and it goes back to what Robert said on Rockfin. He said we manifest our own reality in this universe. You 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 tell the universe what you want, and it gives it back, right? But if you don't tell it what you want, you're going to get kind of a mixed bag of whatever the fuck comes, right? So I mean, I, I think there's some wisdom in all this because because you're right all this negativity is terrible but we don't have to deal with it do we like i say look on this show you know me from day one kelly you've been here for a very long time listening participating calling in and the thing is i reject it like all the bullshit they're trying to dump on our heads i reject it entirely because there are more important things to talk about and that's what this is about to me right it is too man so yeah and and reflecting on some of that stuff too, like uh, you know, another thing for that Bill Sherman, and I was reading, uh, uh, can't remember the book right now, but um, they were talking about uh, non local uh, local local localicity, right? So that's like with the Bell theorem, you know. So it shoots through, it shoots through holes through like the assumption of a solid or fixed universe, right? So the fact that these nodes are just simply reflections. That indicates that there is no particular single source point from which all this arises. So it's it's almost like if you're looking at, you know, I would say people, that's where like religions come from and stuff. That's where religions can be pulled from of that, you know, thinking of, you know, of all this stuff where, you know, there's like, let's say a God, right? You know, there some people would call a God like a single source. But if you go through this type of uh, thinking, that, you know, there is no single source. It just all is all one. We're connected. 
And, you know, and you hear that throughout history and even through philosophy and, and through religions that, you know, that's more or less what they're trying to get at is that, you know, you should, you should be, you know, just, just reflects uh, the reflection that you're putting out your vibration and everything uh, as a person and as, as a unit, as a society and as a, a species, as a human species, you know, we're maybe that's why they came here, you know, to, you know, slap our hands, you know, fucking hey pull your head out of your asses and it's not the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, speaking of head up the ass, I saw, uh, I was not sure who posted it, but I saw, I saw, I saw a, uh, looked like a skeleton with its head up his ass. And it was, uh, it was talking about, uh, archeologists discovered the first lawyer <laughs> or something like that. Uh, funny. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. funny, not funny. Anyway, anyway, Great stuff, brother. Great stuff. Uh, what else you got for us? We got uh, we got Matt behind you, so we got to work him in here. Let, let Matt have a turn. I'll go ahead and sit back and uh, roll mute. Okay. Okay. Hang tight. We'll get back to you and Tam. Uh, let's go to Matt in California. That that was Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Kelly in Colorado. Always great stuff. Matt, what's up, my brother? Welcome to Troubled Minds. How are you? Hey, mate. How's it going? Uh, doing well. Uh, random night. Ends in Y. Talking about crazy shit. <laughs> uh, how do, first, before you start, how do you feel about spiders? Uh, I think spiders, me, you know, is telling you to face your fears, but uh, I guess it depends on how big the spider. <laughs> <laughs> if it's as if like, it's as big as a Volkswagen, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> no I mean, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm the person. Uh, you know, if it's in my house, it, you know, if it's a little one, I'll take it out, like a daddy long leg or something. I'll take it outside. But if it's like a big like scary one yeah okay sorry man you're in my house <laughs> hey i'm walking here <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> that's the derek doctrine hey yeah. you're in my hey look this is my place and you're a spider we got a problem here <laughs> yeah. we got a problem here. uh i'm sure you got other ideas so I, I got other questions to ask you but but go right ahead i'm sure you got some uh, better stuff than that I uh, just well, I wanted to call and talk about um, like when I think of like the weaving, and I was going to talk about the um, the fate weavers, the three fate weavers. Um, there's always like in a lot of cultures, there's a lot of things um, triplicities, like threes. There's the ener- you know the energy that creates, the energy that sustains, and the energy that destroys or dissolves to create something new. And so, in some of the these old um, stories, they're talking about like these three weavers of fate and they kind of remind me of the um the triple goddess you know the uh, mother maiden and crone a young woman you know a middle-aged woman and then an old lady and so it works like that that fits that the weavers the first weaver the young lady she um creates so she's on the wheel spinning right making the weave and then the second woman that's the middle woman she uh, measures out with you know measures out how long your life is or how long the life is going to be and then the the old the old woman cuts this to the strand so it's like creation how long you live and then destruction and that goes with like a lot it goes through like all cultures it goes through you know anything and i talked about it you know the mother maiden crone which we see in like the moon um phases and then it also it goes you know in christianity it's the father son the holy spirit um, I think Kelly was talking about Hinduism, uh, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, the destroyer. So, you know, it goes through that, that, um, 
theme of the triple like beginning, middle, and end is out throughout all creation. There's your trinity. And so right? I th- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I think that um, has to do something with what we're talking about tonight about the we you know the weaver the the threads you know how we're all connected and stuff like that. It goes all the way back to like the beginning of creation. So I guess what when we're talking about this on like a uh, like the ma- you know the massive scale the um, the macroism scale. I think maybe what we're thinking looking at here is what I was thinking is is um back to dark matter. And yeah, right? with dark with dark matter, it's like the one. The only thing I make a joke. It's like the only thing we know about dark matter is that it exists. We don't really know much about dark matter. What it is, like, what is it? You can't. It's not something easily. It's not scientifically like describable. I guess. Not and yet. So that, not yet. <laughs> that's super, yeah, that's super interesting to me. So maybe it is. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe the dark matter is just the macroism level of the web and we're all connected in that. And then we're all also connected in our own, our webs, how we're all connected to each other through, you know, or being our friends around the world. And then you're also connected to your family and all that. So yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, perfect. And I, and I think, I think that's part of it too. So, and we talk about the web in terms of like a, you know, a spider's web tonight, of course, but also what's known as the web is the internet. And so like you described, right, mm-hmm. Matt, Matt and I, we're friends, right? He came out to Vegas, we had dinner, it was a great time. And the thing is this, right? So like the web itself, again, back to that idea that there's this, uh, there's this website called Indra, <laughs> which again, right, it's, it's a technology company, it's an internet company. And this is, this is the whole idea, right? That whole, so, so we're talking in terms of like cosmological web, we're talking about interest web, we're talking about connections between people, but what about the digital web? We, we, we haven't even really touched on that, but you're, you're spot on here. 100% my man, indra.com. Check it out. Uh, it's a bulletproof. We know how to make sure any app is up and running all the time, every time. <laughs> there it is. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy, but yeah, that. The whole internet thing is interesting. You said that too, because, like you said, without it, you know, we would, you know, we might have not never met. Yeah, and we would have never met these awesome people that we talk to every night. So exactly. I think that's pretty cool. Exactly, and so and, and so, like Tam Bam said as well. So that web can be a good thing, but it could also be a bad thing. Like those connections. So can we choose to sever those connections? I think that's the question, right? And I, I, clearly, you know about me, as as Rohan says. Yeah, yeah. Mike says he doesn't believe in magic, but he does. He just likes to do his own magic, right? He doesn't like to, to like mm-hmm. deal with anybody else's. And that, like, if that's fine, that's fine by me. It's just like, hey, look, let's let's look the direction we're going. And be positive and be uh, work hard and do all the right things, but also be aware of people coming by. Don't run them over because you're so focused. Just, hey, you know, like there's, it's a big world. Let's fucking share it, shall we? I mean, fuck's sakes, right? Yeah. And if there is people out there that maybe, you know, don't need to be in your life, you could sever those ties. You don't, you know, if you don't, if they you don't need them in your life, yeah, you could cut the cord. Yeah. Bink, bink. Adios. <laughs> Adios. Easy. Yeah, you know who they are, too. Like, there's people in your life that have been bringing you down your whole life, your whole fucking life, right? Everybody knows these type of people. And it's like, come on, right, look. Like, like, look, like, look, there's some people in my family that don't know I do this show. You know why? 
because they're negative Nancys. Because they'll be like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? You're talking about UFOs. What the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. And they'll meddle and they'll do this and they'll be in the chat and they'll be stirring up drama and they'll call in and try and dox me. And my own fucking family, right? Like, there's just, there's just like toxic ass people out there. And it's like, hey, hey, you don't got to know everything I'm doing. You, you don't got to know everything I'm doing. That's just the way this fucking world works. Um, so, yeah, so what about, a- right? Right? You know, you know people like that, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think, I think, uh, I think we're all connected. And like you said, yeah, negative people, we need to cut them out of our life. Go ahead. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, so, okay. So what about the idea of this? If there's a web that was woven across the universe, how big is this spider, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. We went there and did it. How big is that spider, Matt? Yeah. It goes Back to the primordial old ones, the Lovecraftian. Yes. <laughs> crazy monsters that it's, they're like infathomable. Yeah. That's how big it is. That's how big it is. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, that's, I think that's what creeps me out. In particular, spiders and me, we're okay. For the most part, I'll try and take them outside and stuff. Like I don't, I don't have a problem with spiders because I know they're eating critters that shouldn't be in here, mm-hmm. you know. But, like I said, if you get one that has, like, the eebie-jeebies and some eyeballs and he's, like, staring at you and you're staring at him, mm, <laughs> maybe maybe we have a different problem. But, yeah, uh, for the most part, I'll try. Like, you know, I can scoop them up on a piece of paper and throw them out, you know. I could gra- I'm not scared to grab them, by the way. Like, I could grab them. I just don't want to smoosh them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, here, I'm yeah. trying to help you as I tear off four of your legs and throw you outside. <laughs> That's not helping anybody, right? <laughs> I mean, anyway. <laughs> yeah and i know i know people that have spider as their spirit animal and i'm like Ugh, like because they're like why do you kill the spider that's my spirit animal <laughs> it's like sorry man i can't do it and they talk about like they see you know like i said if you see you know the animals in three that could be your spirit animal but uh people you know they see it they help the spider and the spider helps them and uh, I think I think it was the biggest one was um, just looking up spider. What it means is like, if you see it in your dreams, it means um, face your fears. It's t- you know something's telling you to just face your fears head on, and that's what it is. And that's interesting because spiders. You know, a lot of people are scared of spiders. And uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone said like you hold a you know I've never done it, but if you hold a tarantula or something, you might find out that maybe they're not so scary after all. It's a um, stereotype. You know, we're all, we're all bumped together with all the scary movies and all the bad things that spiders do. But then the spiders actually, you know, they're good for the ecosystem. They, they do crazy stuff and they, you know, they create those webs the way they create them. And they're seeing things about like a spider's web is like the strongest thing. Like if you weave a spider's web together, it's like stronger than steel. Have you heard that? Yeah, yeah, th- exactly. And so even, even uh, you know, th- for all our science and, you know, trust the science, by the way, uh, the, the spiders for, for uh, you know, size comparison, the web they weave is stronger than our steel. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fact. And if we could create it based on, you know, uh, at, at, at scale, larger, smaller as we need it, that exact organic thing, if you can fucking believe that, then, well, uh, wouldn't you know it in nature? is more efficient than science <laughs> who knows yeah, we, have fear, 
You got to figure out a way to harness that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who knew? Yeah. Crazy stuff, man. Uh, so I think too, like there's that, there's that feeling, you know, like when, like, like I'll get like that, that like, Oh God, like my shutter. When like, I think I've walked into a spider web, even if it's like a, you know, kind of a, the tip of a tree branch, you know, kind of tickles my shoulder or my neck, you know, and I didn't realize it was there. And I think it was a spider web. I'll definitely get that. Like, Oh fuck response, you know? But, like, I'm, I'm not looking to punch some spiders, if you know what I'm saying. But, like, it's there. It's built into us. I get the arachnophobia, but I, I don't have yeah. it like a lot of people have it. But, but yeah. Yeah, what's the, what's the fastest way to become a ninja? Uh, you tell me. Walk into a spider web. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that ninja training. <laughs> <laughs> the best man. Uh, that's that's, right. that's so good. It's not. It can't even be considered a dad joke. <laughs> what else you got for us, my friend? Uh, that's all. I just wanted to throw out there the um, the creation thing because I think that's interesting when we're we're talking about weaving. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It, yeah, it is a actual. Uh, it's a thing. It seems to be a thing, right? And so, so even in in terms of ourselves, we're we're weaving our own destiny at some point, right? Or not, mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Right. Great Thanks. stuff as always. Thanks, You're the best, brother. Always a pleasure. Tell Lacey I said hi, and uh, have a great night, brother. Thanks for. Hi, me too. Thanks, that very, 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 very much. That's Matt in California. Good stuff. Tam Bam, take on anything Kelly said and what Matt said, and then we'll go back to Kelly here, and then we'll uh, we'll finish this up. It was no, it was all great. I mean, I just wanted to go back to what you said. You said uh, earlier you you reject anything that is negative. Um, I just have a different perspective on that. So when something negative comes into my life, I try and change it into a more a positive way in terms of a stepping stone. Because if you look at the path of a stepping stone, you have to go onto one to get to the other, right? So if there's a stone in front of you that you do not like and you want to take it out and throw it away, how are you going to get from where you are to the following stepping stone without the one that you needed? So in that stepping stone that you don't like might not be something that you like, but it might be something that you need for growth and learning. No, you're correct. So you're, correct. You, you're correct. Wisdom, yeah. wisdom, wisdom. But I, I think you're mischaracterizing what I said. It was more of a general Did notion. I? No, no. I'm just saying maybe I wasn't exactly clear, but I agree with you. I agree with you. If you chop all of it out, you're again, you can't learn from mistakes. So mm. basically if we chopped out all of our mistakes before we made them, we'd be perfect. And we can't because mistakes come. It's the same thing with people, right? By the way, uh, like we can be wrong about people. We can think they're negative and a negative influence and the rest of this and, you know, and then change our mind. You know, maybe they had a bad day when we met them. Maybe, you know, maybe they were going through a divorce when we met them. You never fucking know. And this is, this is part of the point, right? This is part of why I always say that like, as people, we deserve redemption. We deserve a, a second and a third chance because everybody fucks up. And if you say you can't and you don't, you're lying. Everybody screws up at some point, and that's it. And so you, I agree with you 100%. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying you're correct, and uh, we agree. It's just uh, we said it different ways. But absolutely, go right ahead. Yeah, well, that's why I try and understand, you know, when there's a troll or someone says something negative about me, I just try and understand from their perspective. Listen, you know, firstly, you're a perfect fucking stranger to me, and you're going... On what I say, you guys, you know one iota of my entire existence and you want to troll me and say something bad. So I try and see it like they actually don't know me. They don't care to know me. So 
that troll needs to stay where it is. And I don't even give them a time of day, but I do learn from it. So that, that the person is going through something, it's a reflection upon them, not on, not on me. They have a problem with what I'm saying, um, not, uh, not having a problem with me per se, because they don't know me. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and that's the thing, right? So we, we've yeah. had some, some instances of that. You, you guys have seen it live on this show where people call in and they assume they know all this shit about me and they have no mm. fucking idea. And they're trying to like make these aspersions, uh, accusations about what I'm trying to do. And they have no idea. Like if, if you listen to what I'm saying, like a lot of the things I'm talking about are very in line with Christianity, right? But also many other things too. It's not, it's not one single thing. It's like, hey, look, we all live on this rock together. Let's not be dickheads. You know what I mean? Like boiling it down. Like that's what it's about. That's what I've always been saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has that been my message for a long time, Tam Bam? Not like you, look, what I love about your show is you come in with and you pull in everybody's perspective and you're open-minded to everybody's point of view, everybody's air quote truth and perspective. And you, you don't come with this attitude of, listen, I'm a universal law. I'm like gravity. I am uh, exactly who I am and this is what it is. You don't come with that. You come with peace and you accept everything and everyone and you don't have to tolerate other, the other bullshit. If there, no one else is willing to understand your perspective or ask questions to get to know uh, and have them emotional maturity to understand the collective, then you don't really deserve to be here, do you? Because you're not on the same frequency or bandwidth that we are all resonating upon as an online family within the group. Yeah, and I get it. I understand like, like if you don't, find something like this and I, and I'm saying this is this is a bit of peace in a in a crazy chaotic world right this is a, a bit of peace right but it doesn't like like there are so few bastions of peace anymore islands of peace that when you come here I get how you would be agitated hearing so many different things and like if you listen for 30 or 45 minutes and you're like what the fuck are these guys talking about nobody knows what they're talking about but what you don't understand is that like Nobody's approaching it as this is God's truth. This is just a conversation. <laughs> just, it's just some ideas. It's just yeah. some ideas, people. And hey, relax. Exactly, right. and they can fuck off to another web. Yeah, fi you know? fi yeah. Go, go find the political ideologies where you want to like call each other names and shit. And just stay in here. Go on to another spider's web and go resonate on that frequency. Not here. Yeah, not here. Not here. Not here. Uh, great stuff. Uh, let's uh, let's get to Kelly and then let's wrap this up. And I thank you, Tam Bam. You're the best. Kelly, Colorado, what's up, brother? Anything on what Matt said or what Tam Bam said or anything else? Go right ahead, sir, if you're still there. I kind of forgot about the whole Hinduism, uh, but you know they talk about all these powerful gods and stuff. But the main one was Brahma, right? Brahma, that's yep. the all creation, right? So, and what's interesting too is like if you look at it in the science and how they explain it with you know, theology and uh, with sciences, you know, there's just like space, you know, it's all, it's all uh, black matter, dark matter. And, and, you know, space does us shooting out planets and stuff, right. Universes and whatnot. But that's what Brahma is more or less. It's just, it's, it's the darkness, the, of, of all, of all, it's like the all knowing, you know, but it's, but it's in the dark areas. I don't know. I just kind of want to put that, those two kind of when I think about that, that's what I, I look at it. But yeah, but for as spiders and like everybody else's, but for me, I'm I'm a I'm a gardener type person. So I you know 
every year wherever, wherever I moved out when I was a neighbor, I always try to have garden, me and Michelle, but I use spiders. I throw, used to throw all kinds of spiders in my garden just to get rid of all the other ones, man. So Yeah, the ones that, they're eating your plants. Get rid of those guys. <laughs> spiders are fine. Yeah, the spider mites, those things can go, man. So I used to either throw those or prying mantis. The prying mantis would take care of all those little critters, too, so. Yeah, that's kind of weird too. If you're thinking in in the of UFOs and aliens, you know, people thinking of like they've said they've seen like prying mantis or, or insect type creatures, and then you have the you know the the web, the spider. I don't. I wouldn't say it would. I don't think it like if if we're thinking you know thinking of like uh you know like I guess these spider gods were like how. Uh, um, that night soccer was talking about, you know, I mean, more like, uh, you know, arachno arachnophobia gods. If it, there would be many of them, not just one big one. I would think, you know, that there was going to be because the how vast from node, you know, uh, jewel to jewel, how vast it is, you know, it's like you were mad. We're talking about pretty far, man. And to, and that's why, and some of that I even talked about, you know, not even the, you know, sometimes the the mind can't even comprehend something like that to even, you know, try to wrap their mind around it. It's, it's, that's all I'm saying. Some that's in Hinduism, when you read some of these Vedas, man, that's some deep stuff, boy. And it, it makes you think, it makes you think, because you have to read it, like, not once, but, you know, a few times, man. It's, you can't, like, I picked this book up a few times, and, man, you get a lot of stuff out of it, you know, because it's, it, it's pretty. It's pretty good stuff. If you guys ever, if anybody has, has read these books, they're they're pretty good. I don't know if you have Mike, but yeah, you should probably check it out. I haven't actually. I haven't just uh, just uh, somebody else's version, like a Wikipedia version or somebody else describing. Speaking of which, I want to read this real quick. Speaking of somebody else's version, I got this quote. This is from uh, what actual Indra's web is, as described by somebody else from a book. Francis H. Cook describes Indra's net or web thus. This is pretty amazing. Far away, in the heavenly abode of the great Indra, there is a wonderful net which has been hung by some cunning artificer in such a manner that it stretches out infinitely in all directions. In accordance with the extravagant tastes of deities, the artificer has hung a single glittering jewel in each eye of the net, and since the net itself is infinite in dimension, the jewels are infinite in number. There hang the jewels, glittering like stars in the first magnitude, a wonderful sight to behold. If we now arbitrarily select one of these jewels for inspection and look closely at it, we will discover that as its polished surface, there are reflected all the other jewels in the net, infinite in number. Not only that, but each of the jewels reflected in this one jewel is also reflecting all the other jewels, so that there is an infinite reflecting process occurring and uh there you go there you go like i said that uh, sometimes uh sometimes uh, other people have a better way of saying things than me and <laughs> so there you go there's a i love that right that kind of describes like um the earth being the jewel and inside the earth all the humans and we're all like a little web of little glowing gorgeousness and each one of us again micro macro each one of us are those jewels aren't we Yes. Oh, yeah. Like here, we, too, or, hmm. like here, for example, like you were saying, uh, Tambam, or, uh, you know, 
you know, we're all vibrating, you know, to this area right here where we're at. We're, so we're, we're, we're a jewel or no, you know, or, or, you know, we're part of that section as well. You know what I mean? So that's, that's part of that, 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 uh, that, that book I was reading too, is that the issue the, the illusion in Maya that we're, it's all just reflecting of all. And that's kind of crazy to think, man. It's almost like a, you're putting, I don't know, like how you see like a honey, uh, a honeycomb or whatever. And it just back keeps going like in a computer system, you know, where I don't know if you guys have ever seen like any kind of stuff like that, or it looks like it just keeps going and going and going, but it's man, that's that's like our bodies as well. Yeah. Our bodies are interconnected, woven strings as well. And even if you go into a deep in the atom, we've got quirks, and the quirks inside the atom are strings as well. So, like little webs as well. Now that you're talking, you know what it kind of reminds me of, like how that you know we we were talking about uh, that. Uh, uh, I'm not a philosopher, but the um, that scientists were saying that you know this whole string theory, where you know everything was a uh, is a, you know a, a numbers, you know what I mean, like a, a computer system. But maybe this this type of like how this this uh, internet is more, I would say, how everything is. It's more of a reflection, not of a computer system. You know what I mean? And so it's like you're reflecting of everything else. So you're, you're a reflection of everything else and, and everything else is a reflection of you. That's, that's man, that's pretty deep. That is a head scratcher right there. It's going to take me a week to absorb that shit. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's all about. Good stuff. That's, a, that's some Robert level stuff, the Robert over on Rock Fan. I don't know if he's still with us tonight, but yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a big universe, right? And like, it's it's so it's so uh, unimaginative to me to 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 boil humanity down to, you know, like the the street corner, and like the news the news broadcast and your you know your your job. I mean, fuck's sakes! Like, there's there's so much more out there that's worth exploring and explaining and talking about. And here we are, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. Yeah, we're about that time. We're about to wrap this mf or up. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. We got uh, Kelly and Tam Bam here. Thanks again for all the amazing Final calls tonight. Thought. And uh, the interwebs, says Matt in the chat. And exactly, the interwebs. Here we are. Yeah. So uh, as we finish, you guys know the drill. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Go ahead. Final thoughts. We'll go uh, Tam Bam. Okay. We'll go Kelly. And let's get the hell out of here. Okay. So if you, final thoughts, let, let me just show you how insignificant and complicated the whole thing is, right? The whole conversation. If you, to each system and even further into that like i said into each atom and and then get to the quirk and then expand it all out into uh, outer earth and into outer un out, out of our universe and out of our consciousness and out of everything it's 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 unimaginable i mean you can't even think about it it's it's crazy it's vast and it's weird and we actually both are relevant and irrelevant at the same time exactly right that's a t-shirt right there relevant it is a fucking and irrelevant <laughs> with the trouble mind logo <laughs> with, sticker. With, yeah. a little, with a little thing that says uh dash tam bam <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's the micro, the macro, macro, the fractals, and all of the whole thing, right? Again, like the the universe yeah. seems to do those things with or without us. So, are we relevant or are we not? That's that's a whole. Oh, there we thing. go. That's a whole other thing, isn't it? Or just seem to be part of that larger cycle and smaller cycles, kind of locked in between, and, and we don't even know, right? Like locked in between, we may be on like the ten percent small scale and think we're locked in between, and we're not. <laughs> we're like we're like tiny you know what i mean like we think we think uh the stepping stone exactly we think fleas are tiny but no no fleas are super tiny right we're tiny like who knows yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure and we're big at the same time and, well i'm as big as my ego you know how, how big is my ego <laughs> y'all know y'all know huge <laughs> huge <laughs> don't, don't don't come up in here and challenge my ego because it'll freak the fuck out i'll tell you what i'll tell you what <laughs> Uh, no, What's right. up, man? <laughs> right. All right, Kelly. Let, let's finish it. What's up, brother? Oh, man. Not for me. Not so much, but just uh, reflections of life. You know, I mean, we are bigger. I mean, we might be small, but everything's still... It, I mean, you can't have the macro without the micro, so... And 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 some things that are... I, I, would, I tell you how my mom would tell you. Hey, when we were in judo, she used to tell us, dynamite comes in small packages. So, you know, that's me. And that's where, you know, the, where life comes from is from the atom. So, and it's, it's very small. So we're not as uh, minute as we think, but part of the web, this, uh, cosmic web, we're reflections of something, you know, and they're reflections of us. So I just like to think of it as that, man, you guys have a good night and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. You too, brother. You're the best. I love it. Uh, dynamite comes in small packages, by the way, you know what happens, Kelly, when you split the atom, right? Oh yeah, kablui! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <ba>. to, <laughs> to to astronomical proportions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, perfect stuff. You're you're amazing, brother. Uh, great. That's a t-shirt as well. Uh, we we need to. <laughs> I need to write all that shit down. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for being part of this, Kelly Tambam. You guys have a great night, great morning, respectively. And uh, here we go as we finish. Let's roll it out. Let's play some. Uh, anybody got an outro for us while we're here? If, if you do or you don't, no, no pressure. No pressure. I think I have one. Okay. By Henry David Thoreau. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. Let me give you some music and just give me a sec. All right. So as we're finishing up here, uh, we're, uh, Tam, we got a Tam tro for you. Tam Bam from South Africa. She's got a, an outro for us. We're going to play some music and get the hell out of here. You guys know the drill. We go Monday through Thursday. So we'll be back tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Pacific. And uh, Tam Bam, thank you very much for waking up early and uh, hanging out with us. She wakes up at like 4 or 5 in the morning just to watch Troubled Minds. And and uh, also shout out to all the people that stay up late out there that to, to listen to and hang out with us as well. Very I'm very honored and blessed by that. Thank you so much, Tam Bam. Uh, playing it. Here we go. You get music. Wait for the bass to drop. You know how this goes. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Tam Bam. Love your beliefs and you can turn the world around. That's it. Who is it by? Again, please. Henry David Thoreau. 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 Perfect. Perfect. So this is all about. Do you want to be uh, part of the show? You got to wait till tomorrow. 
702-957-1037. Put in your Rolodex, which is an old school term. Look it up. You'll be like, fuck, Mike is old. All right, let's get the hell out of here. As this goes, <laughs> as this goes, Jay, you got you got a one-up from Jay out there. Uh, Jay in New York says, Pam, rocking the outro. There you go. There you go. The guy that the guy that uh, brought us the DJ Tro is uh, appreciative of the Tam Tro, as am I. Thanks, guys. You're the best. Can I tell you what it is? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. It's my diary. Every day, my diary has um, a new quote. Nice, nice. So, so this one was meant to be actually. That's what. It, that's the scary part. Is when you have a show, it becomes relevant to the topic every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Uh, uh, by the way, vast journalist, I see there. I don't wear a wristwatch. That shit's for old people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Getting the hell out of here. Thank you very much uh, for being prepared with that, Tam Bam. Thanks to Destiny for making it happen in your daily... <laughs> daily whatever the fuck's going on with that. And uh, as, as we finish, uh, it goes a little something like this. We'll be back tomorrow night. God willing, God willing, we'll be back tomorrow night. The bad news is we're finished. The good news is God willing, we've got tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Thursday. We'll see you then. And as it finishes, it goes a little something like like this be sure be strong be strong be true be true thank you for listening from our troubled minds to yours have a great night have a good night Just real quick as we finish, Easter egg as we go. Speaking of being old, the great Michael Savage of radio once said, never let an old person live inside your body. With that, I'm out of here. Have a great one, guys. time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details